Oh, damn, so we're like watching a movie movie. All right. This is a good time. This should be, I think this will help improve the uh, experience of the film for all, for, uh, you know, getting these beautiful visuals in there. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. A a film like, yeah. You're going to want to see a film like this where there's a lot of performances and there's some really cool shots. You got to go big like that. Bill likes it. I feel like the cinematography is uh, really amped up on this because it, it's a movie where not a whole lot happens. Yeah. You know? Uh-oh. I see a struggle. A fight. A scuffling. Ooh. It was a tumble. A falling and I can't get up. She broke a whole banister. I don't know. I mean, that's hard. It's attitude oh. era. Oh shit! WWE. Did she not write write the the, the book you <laughs> wanted? Oh, on, Alexander. Too crazy. Look at that golden shell. Up there. Ooh, a lot of gold. A lot of copper. A lot of copper, I should say. A very oh. classic kitchen. I love this kitchen. I love this, the look of it. Reminds me uh, I'm at the house I grew up in. Yeah, and I mean it's got it's got some like real like steelware going on with the that has some weight to it. Oh yeah, that's 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 not a rolling pin. That's a hand steamroller. Yeah, the mango. That's the Italian way, the Portuguese way, a lot of European ways. Give her the business. Get the pin. The business. And then the mail. Uh, see, that's just bad timing. Yeah. Comes in the house, huh? Hey, 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 hey listen. I, I, we don't well, usually get mail delivered this personally. You got Mr. Rogers type mailman just coming in your house. No, no big deal. No biggie. Looks like uh, it's like Don Knotts coming in. To <laughs> I know. It kind of does. I might be the mailman. The ghost of Mr. Mailman. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I might be the mailman, but I'm also the mortician. Yeah, you done fucked up. You done fucked up, Dolores. You fucked up. That was a cool shot with a rolling pin. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like, they got a lot of really interesting cinematography here to, like, supplement the fact that. Moment to moment, not a whole lot happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee. In her prime, no less. Uh, single white female, right? Single white female. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, 
My personal favorite, The Hateful Eight. Yeah. No Hit show. She's in the hit show, right? She is in the hit show. Very true. Yep. I'm pretty positive that her father was Vic Moreau. I'm pretty positive. Father. They're all Nepo babies, Matt, so it makes total sense. From uh, I recognize him. Oh, Eric? Fucking, yeah, um, he's that guy. <laughs> Under Siege 2. Eric Bogosian? Yeah, he was the um, bad guy in Under Siege 2. He was the he, computer hack. And Grey Cass, who also had like Eric Perrell on there. Okay, weird weird catch for this guy. Yeah. Talk show host Blade Trinity. That's where I know him. Right. Yeah, talk radio. Yeah. Bentley Tittle. Live. He's uh he's great. I he's a uh, he's like a playwright too. He does theater. He's also in Uncut Gems with Sandler when his Yeah, his yeah. Thing. He is. That's right. He is. But you don't see that coming. I enjoyed Uncut Gems. That was good times. One of like the five, four or five A twenty four movies I actually dig. It was it was good. I was just talking about that movie yesterday. Work. Uncut gems. Yeah. What were you saying about it? I was saying how basically Sandler had that uh, said if he didn't win the award, then he was just going to do that deal over at Netflix and make as many shitty movies as he wants to. And if he didn't win the uh, Christopher Plummer, great fucking actor. Um, you know. If uh, he didn't win the award, I can't remember if it was for Uncut Gems or not. But I, mean, I, like, I think it was probably, for Uncut Gems. Yeah. He was very unhappy that he didn't get any love for that. He should have got. He should have won, as far as I'm concerned. He oh, should, yeah. John C. Ooh, Riley. John C. Riley. Shake and bake. Or yes. Bob Gutton. Yep, Gutton. Gun. His cast is stacked, man. It well, agreed, yeah, it's a good fucking cast. Not for nothing. This is, I mean. However you might feel about the movie, this cast is stacked. No. Buddy of mine I went to school with always used to make fun of uh, Bob Gutton. He would he had a speech impediment. He'd say Bob Gutton. Danny Elfman, Ooh. you gotta make credit of Danny Elfman, classic. Heck yeah, Danny Elfman did the music, that's awesome. He's one of the best. One of uh, 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 an odd choice for Elfman. It is, if you think about it. Yeah, it's it's not it's not his usual fare. It's not Tim Burton, you know. It's, it's only it's, it's only stepping out of his comfort zone. Yeah, it's not Gonzo or, or or zany or you know like weird, which is usually like where Danny Elfman finds his most comfort. Like it's like it's like saying John Williams is going to score Taxi Driver. Like it's yeah. just. Like you know, it's like nah. It's Maybe. just it's just a weird fit. It could be a fan. It could be like a bucket list thing for him. Could have been. Maybe it could have been. Um, I mean, he's a dark guy. He, he Danny Elfman is a dark guy. He's definitely sure. first wave proto punk goth mm-hmm. kind of dude. You know what I mean? Like you know, Oingo Boingo. I think was just a revolutionary band. You know, I mean, you know, between... they invented like three genres. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and listen to their stuff, like they're they're doing they're they're doing post hardcore, they're doing um ska, they're doing like pop punky stuff, like like ten twenty years before anybody thought to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think nothing lasts forever was basically ska before ska. <laughs> yeah. Ska before ska. 
Mm-hmm. Is the movie freezing up for anyone, or is it just me? I yeah, guess. I think I think we're getting a couple of loading issues, but it just seems like it's got to work the turkey through, and then it gets back on track. Yeah. yeah, I just did. I did some moving of some stuff on my end, so that's probably what it was. Oh, okay. My whole connection is laggy, so that's why I haven't been talking much because I've been trying to catch up. <laughs> You've been doing the best. Hey. Thanks, man. No problem. It is what it is. Hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> hey, come on in. Watching Dolores Claiborne. Good times. Bangor State Fair, July 28th to August 7th, where you're going to get the best bang for your buck. Pretty much. It's, uh... No one can deny that this movie is Maine. (laughs) Yeah. I agree with you. It's probably the most main film of of Stephen King so far. Uh-huh. It actually feels like main. Uh huh. Well, I feel like it's because they shot it on location there. <laughs> Look so helps. fucking young. Look at John C. Yeah. Riley. Yeah, man. John C. Riley looks like a little baby boy. Full head of hair. Good for him. This hey, is buddy. like free boogie nights. I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think you're right. He's like, hey, nice to meet you. I just team bit tea bag your drum set. This is like hard eight. Anybody ever see hard eight? Yeah. This is like hard eight era. The first Paul Thomas Anderson official movie. Which it's so crazy you can't get that. It's so hard to get. It's it's weird. Some of those some of those old gems, man. Just Was it a bad just distribution deal? It, it yeah, it been something they sold it to the wrong person or something. Oh, okay. Because there's no reason why that's not celebrated in like 4K and everything. So it's some time. asshole holding on to the rights. There was probably there's to gotta, make there's got to the be there's got to be. It's like it's all his. It's all his. Like not all of them, but a good chunk of his regulars. Like before they were they who they were, and it, it's really it's it's kind of weird. You'd think it would be out there. You know what I mean? Well, you I know. mean, you look at um. Dementia 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That didn't get a decent release until like eight months ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, not a respectful it. one, but you could get it. You can get yeah. like the shitty, cheap ones. You could, hard eight, you couldn't get it all, which is crazy. Yeah. Even yeah, on yeah. eBay and shit, it was expensive. The Wade Williams estate immediately comes to mind from the all the 1950s movies with the holding, still holding, I think, um, Attack of the Eye Creatures. Yeah. I guess, you know, and a few other of the, some of the Corman, AIP, Nicholson, or the, yeah, it was the AIP, Nicholson films, yeah, but so, some of those are still stuck in limbo, and yeah. it, it sucks when someone's just a little too greedy, and it's like, you know, hey, you know, at the end of the day, you're still going to get paid. Stop being a bitch about it, but you can't just say that to someone. You just did. You just stick to the fans. The fan, if the fans want your product and they're asking for it, don't be stingy about it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I don't, I, it's, You're I, still going to make a few bucks, buddy. It's no illegal. More. It's some type of legal tie-up with that film. Yeah, but you know, litigation. I mean, I really have to give props to companies like um, Shout Factory and Vinegar Syndrome. Just you know, being able to untangle, you know, so many you know movies that have been stuck in limbo, and um, I mean. You think about it, especially Shout. The fact that they were able to get that Friday the Thirteenth box set out there amidst the swill pit that that yeah. whole mess is right now has ongoing. It's a goddamn miracle. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Really. I think it was two years ago around this time they announced it. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh my God, I remember, you know, I, people I know were, uh, having difficulty just signing on, trying to order the box set because that was one of the most in demand box sets that Scream Factory had ever produced. I, 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 I have never, I have never paid in full pre ordered something faster in my entire life. I was on that. I got, and I got like the mega deluxe with all the lithographs and posters and like all of it. I, I was there in five seconds. I was like, how much? Don't care. It doesn't matter. Boom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I framed up the posters and I got the box set. I still need to fucking contact them for the replacement discs because I heard some of those discs, there were some issues, but. Oh, it was the, some, some people had problems. Some people didn't. I lucked out. All of my discs were fine. Mm. So. I remember this. I bought a Punisher fucking Nicholas Winding Refn Punisher box set, and I got a free. They sent me a free original one because all of them had bad. The first one was all fucked up, and all of them. The beautiful shot right there. Yeah. There's some like, there's some like matte painting shots towards the end, I believe, that I think they're or they're like CGI. They're like controlled, very well controlled. Looks really good. When we get there, I'll bring it up, but. Uh, a lot of, re- you know, the boats, a lot of really cool. They really made use of uh, the area they had. This was shot locally, you said? Yeah, no, it's definitely shot in Maine. That's that's very familiar territory. You can't you can't get a, a coastline shot like that um, in the in, in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. If you will. Um, it's just that's very it's very obviously to me. It's very obviously New England. It's it's it's. It looks the part, you know what I mean, and yeah. that's before it became in vogue. Yeah, like my hometown, dude. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's funny when you see like a dilapidated building or something. I mean, it's it it's like so New England. Okay, it's it's mm-hmm. uh, it, it's hard to to explain, but sometimes you see those old buildings, you're like, yeah, that that's definitely from like. You know, Maine or New Hampshire or something like yeah. that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. You can have a di- a, di- uh, a a messed up building like somewhere else, but it's not going to look the same. No, I agree. Even this I shot, agree. this shot right here. I mean, you oh know, yeah, you got the. I mean, everything I'm thinking about this movie. I mean, it screams Maine. There's nothing wrong, with it. It, but it, and it's made for Maine. It's not like California Maine, like Mendocino. M- Mendocino County, you know, like the no, Bay Area, which they not. shoot a lot, you know. But it, it looks and I gotta give, and I gotta back up Mac Matt on this. Like these tracking shots, like they're just fantastic. Like the way that they set them up and the way that the car, like it's just it, they're glorious. There's some glorious yeah. cinematography going on. Yeah, but the I mean, like the shot of the town in the back there. I mean, and and, and this house. I mean, yeah. this house is like this screams like you know. No I mean, way, it's man. a poor steeple Cape, Cod- Cape Codder, man. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. you can't get that anywhere else. But the thing that really is the telltale is you cannot make the Pacific Ocean look like the Atlantic Ocean. So hard to do. You can't. You, you really, yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's just impossible. So, like, all those big wide shots with the beach and, like, all that stuff, that's got it. That is, that is Maine. Yeah. That is the Atlantic Ocean smacking, the, smacking that dirt. Yeah, I mean, you you can't go to like 
Pebble Beach out in the West Coast or the Bay Area and say it's New England. If you're from New England, then you're, you know, you, you know, but, you know, whatever, we're New Englanders. We actually know this shit. And when when it's authentic, it looks great. It's like, it's like not only what Maddie said, like what I said before we started recording this, I mean, the cinematography is stellar in this movie. I do like, I do like this very clever usage here where, because it can be very difficult to pull off something where you're constantly going back in time, flashbacks and stuff like that. It's not, it's not always the easiest thing to like signify that, but they have like a really good visual trick here where there's a whole different color scheme going on and the way that they bounce between the two. Yeah. I've always thought is just like, Hmm. Really, really, really well done. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And like you, if you even notice, like some of the shots where Dolores is looking out and seeing the flashback, but it's still the Dolores in the present day. So she's all gray and miserable, and everything's kind of blue. Then you look out, and everything's warm, and it's got that more orange tone. It's just like it's a trip, man. It's a trip. The cinematography in this movie is like really, really, really spot on. It was Kathy Bates' favorite performance of hers, I believe. Pretty positive. Oh, she liked this more than Misery? Yeah. I was just going to ask that. I think so. Misery was a tough shoot. Sounds yeah. Good. Misery was a tough shoot from, from all the things that I've I've heard. She, she doesn't like Rob Reiner. Yeah. He's kind of, he's connected to the pol- uh, Poltergeist girl dying, so she doesn't like him. Well, I don't know if it's just that, but... <laughs> I think it's just that. That's all it needs to be. Now, but she definitely they did not. I, I know. I know. There's some truth to that. That they just did not get along. <laughs> um, well, I can see him being. I can see him both being difficult because yeah, wouldn't... and Jimmy. I mean, James Con, for all of his amazingness on screen, there's plenty of stories out there of Jimmy Con being a real prick on set. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I saw some see that. that as... Yeah. You know, was you know, I, I think you know. I mean, he was someone who was also grandfathered into the business, you know, and and they definitely can be very opinionated, you know, um, especially as directors. I mean, he put plus, you know, he he started as an actor. He worked, you know, in every single department practically. So, you know, when you kind of know, it's almost like James Cameron can be, you know, convicted of being a hard ass sometimes, but you know. He knows the, but Reiner knows the business. He grew up in the business and he, you know, he knows what he wants. And sometimes he might not be big on, you know, whatever other ideas. I mean, you know, some ideas work, some ideas don't, but you know, a good director knows where to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Reiner was like the the fact that he was like, uh, like he, but he was like a the bit like a famous actor before becoming a director. I don't know if that's a good, you know that that would I could see egos clashing with that. You know, yeah, absolutely. Meathead, meathead. But he was from one of the greatest, probably one of the the greatest show of all time. So, what well, I think hard to argue. I think Spinal Tap is one of the greatest fucking movies ever made. There you have it. You know, oh no, Princess he's made Bride. some real winners as far as I'm concerned. Oh, Princess Bride is Alexander's favorite film of all time. Oh yeah, overrated. 
What? Overrated. What? Age overrated, man. I don't know how I can. I, I, I'm so like we're all like on a different sides, so it's hard to get the look right. But what the fuck did you just say, Coin? Overrated. Princess Bride's overrated. <laughs> he's a I big, agree he's with a James. Give fan. him the look. He's a Billy Crystal fan. What? Thumbs down. You thought you should. I got. Him. I got. I got nothing for that. I don't know what to say. I mean, okay, that's weird. Wait, no, no, I gotta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and be as. Why? <laughs> you look at the look she's given. Bill. I just grew up with the movie. I, you know, people were always fucking quoting it around me. So, I mean, yeah, it's a great fucking movie. I'm not taking that away from it, but I just think it's overrated. Yeah. Okay. It's fantastic, you know. What I mean, I mean there, there. I know there are movies that you must feel are, are overrated, only in the sense of that you grew up with them. That's you true. Had friends that were quoted all the time, so it was just. I mean, maybe it's not. No, no, but it's, it was just it's, one of those movies more, that was such a less, part of my youth. Yeah, no, if it's more opinion and less of an objection, uh, objective critique, I, I get it. Yeah, no, but yeah, I think it's a great it. fucking movie. I'm not okay. saying it isn't. I, okay. you know, it's just I think if if, no if I think something is overrated. Out. Doesn't make it bad. It's just you know rated a little more than usual. Yeah, it's a, it's a little just a little bit of a sticker shock on that statement. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I mean, you know, I could almost say the same thing. Like for you know, the Never Ending Story, and I love. That oh no, movie. that's definitely overrated. If you go back and watch that movie, it does not age well. Very different scenario. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, this this movie is a dark. lot of talking. A lot of dark <laughs> a lot of dark stuff in this. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the other oh, thing. Oh yeah, to... trigger warning. There really is an mild one. Yeah. Mild trigger warning for this episode, guys. Um I don't know how to tell you this. But there's some very, very bad ferry rides. It's in about the- to get real bad, yeah. The ferry so angry. ride. Black and you, white. You went right there. You went right for it, too, the ferry ride. You knew exactly the fucking darkest corner of the film right there. Yeah, dude, fucking darkest. The darkest corner of the boat, the darkest corner of this film, the darkest corner of the book. Like, just, like, eh, icky. Did the book have more of that in it? I assume Of course it, it did. It's Stephen yeah. King. He doesn't care. He's going to describe that in fucking 35 pages. Did we did we get a PG version of it in the movie or was it? Was no, it? yes. And that was still pretty. I was like, I was actually kind of wowed by how how effective they did that in this. You know what I mean? Like, it's so little, but you get that vibe of like, oh, you motherfucker, dude. Like, yeah, it was very well. The scene was very well done. You dirty motherfucker! You dirty fucking degenerate! Mm-hmm. I pulled out the gun and everything. I, I, that's like. Uh, I don't like that part. I really don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like it when I have a personal like. I don't like it when kids are used in films that way. If you, if you, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> so you just, just as like a... kind of opens it up for them still. Yeah. Yeah. You mean just like the actual doing it, like filmmaking of it? Yes. Even story wise, yeah. yeah. I don't like it depicted that way. I think there's, I think there's, 
less heavy-handed ways to imply things of that nature without going there. I think the best examples I could say I could use would be the It remake handled it very well. That it was definitely inference without any kind of axe on screen. Yeah. Um. There's a couple other ones out there. But yeah, no, like, even, like, this, like, the scene in Natural Born Killers with Rodney Dangerfield and Juliette Lewis, um... Rodney can do no wrong, I'm sorry. I no disagree. Wrong. <laughs> I disagree. That, that... Yeah, rapping Rodney. That's not just, that. it's just, like, it's just, like, man, like, I don't know. Like, I get, it's personal preference. I get that it's gotta be there in some storytelling, but... Mm. I hear you. Yeah. You know... This is honestly one of the tamer depictions when you, when you put it in the grand scheme of cinema. There's been worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's there to make you feel a certain way, and it's accomplished. Here's our joke character who... This dude, I'm not too hip to his whole filmography, but he's fucking... He does a great job... As a, as a pile of shit, you know. He, you know. Yeah, he's he's a great actor. This 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 character is the human embodiment of a fucking cesspool, but he did he plays him well. A plus cesspool, A plus. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> a plus cesspool. Like movie, I'll give it high jorts, but he gets like a negative eighty-seven jorts. <laughs> yeah. He checked every box on Bad Dude. He even steals money. What a creep. Yeah, everything about him is an actual piece of shit. Yes. David Strathern. Yeah. No, he's had had some stuff. He's done some stuff. Trying to think of where else have we seen him. Um, uh, You guys sing Long Kiss Goodnight? I yes. love that movie. Okay, uh, he if I'm right, he's the one who played the guy who was dating Gina Davis's character in the beginning. You're right. I think it is. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You could be right there. Great. Okay. I just watched that only a few weeks ago. Good movie. Yeah. I uh, mean, in that one, he's he's a okay guy. A short screen time. Well, it's like a good, you know, the actor thing. It's like uh, they're playing characters, so like it just goes to show how good they are if you really hate them, you know. Yeah. Oh, he has a in his pants. Like me at work. I'm sure it's very uncomfortable for him as a, a, you know, regular person to fucking, to go there, you know what I mean? I I, I give kudos to him for for that. And the actors amongst the group would you guys ever go down a fucking weird role like that? Or would you, what do you think? I wouldn't well, feel comfortable. I, I mean, it's one of those things. Uh, it would depend on the story and the script. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, none of us would be, um, you know, wanting to play someone as despicable as this. But if it, I mean, for example, you look at that Green Mile, another Stephen King, you know, story, okay? Right. And playing like um, uh, uh, the uh, the guy who uh, who uh, is the one who actually killed the kids. This fucking guy. Yeah. 
Okay. And, uh, I mean, you can see it's, 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 hole, by the way. Yeah, I know. Sorry. That's what's horrifying about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just but, amazed that they're trying to say a blue collar guy from Maine has no skid marks. <laughs> yeah. This is total fiction. Hey, shit. Ouch. Ouch. Rise, motherfucker. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, Now, you see, if that was me, most likely it would be either Stormtrooper Boxers or Puppet Master Boxers. Would you have handled that situation differently, though, Bill, if that was you? I would have smacked her in the head with a frying pan. All right, good, good, good. I sure as shit wouldn't have hit her with a stick, dude. No, I mean, that's... Also would back then. But that shit can hurt sometimes. Yeah. Movie... That's what I'm saying. This movie has sometimes has moments of like very intense emotional response depending on like your own personal experiences. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if somebody grew up in like a perfect household, they would not understand what's happening in this movie at all. Like if they were like I've never seen any of this happen. This doesn't happen to people. This has happened to people. And then there's other people like, oh, yes, this happens to people. It's so common. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, that AA meeting didn't go so well, I see. Oh, no. It didn't go well at all. There's pieces of her performance in, uh, as the mother and the water boy in this in this character, I feel. Mama says. That's what I think, yeah. Are you not playing that no foosball, are you? Yeah. No, Mama, Mama doesn't no. know mm-hmm. She was on a big TV show, right? I'm trying to think of her biggest stuff. You, of course, uh, American stuff. Horror Story she's been on now for a few seasons. All right. Yep. She's done that. She did that for a while. I don't think she's on the newer the newer seasons, but she but she had a good run there for a while. I know. Yeah, I, I mean, she was in season three, four, five, six. Uh, see, see. Also, uh, there was a uh, short-lived series I think only lasted one season uh, called Harry's Law. She was on. That was really yes. Cool. I remember that. I remember that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't know. I mean, I mostly know Kathy Bates from movies, you know? Yeah. I remember that she got an Emmy for some show, I believe. She did some, maybe some, like, law-themed show or something. One thing I love about Kathy Bates, I love how she just... Oh! A piece of her... Ooh, nice. piece of her cares, and a piece of her doesn't care as she's gotten older. And I, I applaud her. I applaud her for even about Schmidt. Which I think is a very funny movie. Very weird movie. Very weird movie. And when she did that scene with Jack Nicholson in the hot tub, I thought this is this is hysterical. This is such a fun movie. Very awkwardly marketed movie too, because they marketed that as a comedy, and I remember like getting that, thinking it was a comedy, and it's like a dr- drama. It's like yeah, sad. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. She got in the jacuzzi. That was Bill's favorite part. <laughs> Kathy Bates, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. As he's counting his uh, 
chunks of brain. Mm. <laughs> uh. mm. Ooh. Take no shit. Give no shit. Kathy Bates is always a tremendous actress. She is. I gotta give it to her. Even the stuff I didn't like her, even stuff I didn't like, I appreciate her performance. Yeah. yeah. Like American Horror Story, for example. I can't stand that show, but she's she's electric in it. Yeah. The same can almost be said for like Jessica Lang. I mean, everything she was always oh, yeah. riveting. Oh, She's and, phenomenal. She she's phenomenal. To see, even see her in American Horror Story, I'm like, wow! And that was when I took notice when I saw Kathy Bates and Jessica Lange in the series. I mean, hand, hands down, Jessica Lange's the best thing that could have happened in that show ever. Period. Hands. That's it. No argument. But Jennifer Jason Lee, I mean, you, there's a lot to be said about her chops too. Like she's always yeah. delivered just really oh, solid God. work. Yeah. You know? Oh, man, how more main, is... how much more main can you get? Yeah, I mean that's a gorgeous shot. It's like a Norman Rockwell, you know. That's even more gorgeous, Billy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even more than the hot tub scene. Look at that shot. Yeah. She's struggling. She's <laughs> struggling. It's okay to struggle sometimes. Hey, you gotta smoke for me. We'll put up the number. Yeah, cigarettes. Back when cigarettes weren't uh, bad news on movies and television. Taboo. It's like it goes against the message now. Mm. There were yeah. some minor gruffling in the early to mid-90s when they were starting to try to clamp down on cigarettes. But it seems like it really didn't come until, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, I think, it really became more... Aware and referential, you know, adding it to, um, you know, like where nudity is involved, where coarse language is involved, smoking is now deemed. It's the, the same movie. thing. It'll, 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 smoking in a movie will catch you in R. Yeah. It'll catch TVMA. It'll, yeah, it's, it's on that level. Supposedly, when King met her when they did Misery, the idea for this movie sparked from that meeting. Supposedly. I buy it, though. And like, to, I... to write the book. Like, to, like, he, like he wrote the book almost for her to make the movie type deal. Um, I, I, I believe it, though, because, like, the even in the book, you get a very, like, Kathy Bates could really do a lot with this part vibe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, if you think about it, like, they, they did a fantastic job of aging her up in this movie, too. Yeah. Like, that's more, like, these these flashback scenes are far more in line with, like, what her age actually was at the time. Yeah. Whereas if you look at the flash, the, the present day scenes in this, she looks more like she does now. You know, it's it's wild. Yeah, and the thing is, they didn't overdo it with the makeup and all that, so it looks legit instead of like, oh, they plastered just a lot of crap on it. Mm-hmm. 
Old age makeup is a very um, specialized and intricate process, especially with aging the face. Um, it's easy to screw it up, but it's very hard to do. Sometimes less is more. And depending on how young the subject is and you really need to age them, then that's when you get into heavier prosthetics. Mm. Yeah. Polish, polish, polish. You there, Jesse? Jesse's there. I can see the light flickering. It's vampiric. My connection is so bad. I just heard my name, but that's all. Yeah, just making sure you're still there, Jesse. Dolores. Well. Ooh, time of Yeah, it did close out for a second, so... That weather it must be that that snowy weather. Yeah, it's a dark and stormy Praise night. Snow, praise the snow. This is a better. Uh, this is this. This probably isn't the best for the mood. This probably isn't the best movie for it. But here we are. We're doing it. We're sacrificing. Everybody has to make sacrifices. We can be I going. Gotta say that- there's nothing that that's that kind of screams over the top wealth, in my opinion, is some some guy just hitting golf balls randomly into the water. I don't know. Something about it just brings like you know. I mean, even back then, golf balls were like a buck a ball. Yeah. So he's literally just putting. He's just chipping dollars right into the friggin' Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. The director never went into detail, but did say that Jennifer Jason Lee and Kathy Bates had issues in the beginning of uh, doing this film. It's a lot. It's very deep on both of their parts. You know, you have two mm-hmm. creatives coming together. I could see they're they're separate, creating these worlds, and then they have to bring them together. And there's the worlds are so close. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, we got we got strong we got strong personalities and strong characters and it's gonna go places, you know what I mean? It's got a lot of pizzazz. Hey. Little humor from uh, Dolores. We don't catch too much humor. We got a little right there, a little hey. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh This movie's a it's a rough slot. It, it, it's a, it's a rough go. Like it, it's a very depressing movie. It's is, it's. Is there really any other Stephen King like this one? No. You know. No, it's um, um it really stands on its own. It's it's. I I think that that like a lot of people obviously this is like say oh this isn't a horror story. I'm like oh it's it's got it's horror it's, real it's life not horror. Just not yeah, a horror. It's it's, it's more real life horror. Yeah. But no, this is definitely an approach. Um, I would say that Dolores Claiborne is more akin to his modern books, yeah, than the stuff at the time. I think this might have like been the prototype for his second wave of storytelling, because if you like go to like his more up to date stuff, like. Um, even Billy Summers from a couple of years ago, Holly just came out, which is very rooted in reality. Um, yeah. Mr. Mercedes trilogy, 
Yeah. You know, the, this this is this is more akin of like the kind of stories he's telling now, which are much more reality based, less supernatural, less you know all of that stuff. But they still have horror elements in them, you know. Sure. So, I mean, this this movie is still dealing with horrible stuff. It's dealing with child abuse. It's dealing with spousal abuse, murder. It's it's got all the there's a mystery to it on top of everything else. It's it's got all the the parts. They're just assembled differently than your standard horror fair. Yeah. Was the girl who loved Tom Gordon adapted into a movie yet? No. No. It's funny you bring that movie up, Bill, because that was the movie I was gonna. I've never read that one. That that's the from the title. That's the closest, maybe sounding one that could probably be not so like more real like real life horror, you know, tragedy, real life tragedy than Cujo's and Children of the Corn. You know, the aerial shots in the beginning of this of New York City were taken from The Godfather Three. Which is a fun little titty. I know back in the day, all those filmmaker pals used to, you know, throw footage, film back and forth to each other if they need fucking B-roll. You know, I want to say that there was some um, uh, Tony Scott, no, maybe a Ridley Scott film I, uh, where there's like pieces of like The Shining in there. There's like some driving shot from The Shining or something like that. But The opening in Gremlins 2 going yeah. up to New York, was actually originally shot for Superman. There you go. There you have it. Yeah. That's super. B-roll is a fascinating thing. It really is. <laughs> hey, she's gangster. Kathy bases a lot with her eyes. Mm-hmm. She, she, I, I think she's uh, Tanya Soprano <laughs> in this. That's what she's going for. You can try and put that, put your head in that thought process. Except she says all her eyes like this. She's she's just the the, the she's the, uh, the the fucking Maine version of it. You gotta have a broken down boat in your yard if you're from Maine. They give them out. Yeah. You move into the state and they're like, "Here's your broken boat. You gotta put it in your yard." <laughs> It's like good old hunting. If you have a broken car, must be Southie. There it is. Not that there are many lawns in Southie left. No. Castle. There's a neighborhood that's been gentrified to hell. It is absolutely 100% Southie. Yeah, and I mean, that's where I grew up. So it's, it's amazing how much has changed. Suppose that fairy scene with them. Jennifer Jason Lee and uh, Kathy Bates, she got Jennifer Jason Lee got seasick, so they had to go get a, a girl her age out of school to do her stand-in. Believe that? You believe that? Was it was it a stand-in for the for the you know? You know. No, I that scene. I assume I'm trying to. My guess it's a little person. You know, when they do that's stuff fair. like that, I, that's my guess. I know that like they've been kind of careless in the past, the the old Hollywood system, but I feel like even at that time and place, using a real kid is a little too much. A little you don't really need to go 
to that place. I believe in the scene, the kid, you have the kid going like daddy don't or something like that, mm. which is like bad enough, which is bad enough. But there's a moment with the hand I'm sure you're talking about. And I, that, that's gotta be like a munchkin. They pulled from the fucking set of wizard of Oz. They had to have grabbed the munchkin for that scene. They couldn't be doing it with a real kid. That'd be horrifying. I know Oompa Loompa. I know Oh, so you mean Hugh Grant did that scene? <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, it. please, no, Alex. Don't. I'm sorry. The reason why uh, I would even attempt to watch that movie, because the, I don't know. I have a real love-hate relationship with Hugh Grant. Love, it's, actually. It's fucking, it's fucking Hugh Grant, Oompa Loompa, and fucking Pinocchio discovering chocolate. I, I can't do it. Yeah. Sure. The scary world. These guys are angry. That's a mustache right there. She does hold her own, though. You know, at first you almost think that she's a bad. She's like the fucking bad girl. She's like the like she's a bad guy in the movie, so to speak. You know what I mean? That's the vibe I always thought before watching it. That she was some psycho killer. She ain't no psycho killer. I mean, the yeah. the mystery of the movie is interesting enough. Yeah, it's intriguing, absolutely. Um, again, though, I feel like it's a tough one to execute because there's a lot of bouncing around. There's a lot of back and forth between past and present, and the book. And uh, amazingly, the book was even slower. And that was rough. I will say that the movie's much better. Oh, man, that's good. That's a cool-ass shot. It was business. Yeah. Hey, look at me. I'm in the TV. I liked him. I was always a fan. He's cool. Jennifer Jason Lee, you know, she's so well in the, you forget, you like, you fail for her because you find out her history. You know, this poor girl. Her father got decapitated by a helicopter. I mean, that's fun. That's a fun deal. So you're saying that he gave his head? Have some respect, you animal. That's awful. He gave his life for your entertainment, brother. So you could be scared when you watched Twilight Zone, the movie. Mm. And you were scared. Have you ever seen Twilight Zone, the movie, Alex? Long time ago. Did you know there was a little, you know, dark side of the movie? Yeah, but I didn't realize that uh, he was her father. I didn't realize that until very recently. It's quite possible Tarantino said put in his book. It's quite possible. That's surprised why I read it. You no, know, with that whole situation, some people are surprised Lannis didn't go to jail, and some people were surprised just how tragic the whole situation, you know, was. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I can't, that was, I can't believe someone. Was, uh, I can't believe 
that a stunt coordinator didn't just throw up their arms and go, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is that when you have someone as, as big as John Landis, okay, uh, counting the shots, I mean, I mean, when, when you're dealing with someone as high profile as him, even if you know that it's bad and you don't want to do it, you know, you're also thinking about, well, he can blacklist me from other gigs and, you know. Oh, yeah, no. I, mean, it's like, I get that. It's like yeah, the Michael I, Jackson doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is, John Landis, I mean, I would have been surprised if he did get, oh, uh, went to prison because of how, how much connections he has. So, I mean, who was it? I mean, it fucked him Just for a long Hollywood. time. Didn't Matthew Broderick kill someone? We don't did talk he, about that. He run by accident back in yeah. the Yeah. We don't talk yeah, about he did. See, see, the thing is, if you are uh, famous enough, you have enough money, it doesn't matter what the fuck you do. No. Uh, you're going to walk that away. That was a sacrifice for Sex in the City to be a success. That, yeah. wasn't, that wasn't a real killing. That wasn't the a only, real it's killing. the only explanation for why that show did so well. Um, no, but I mean, look at Vince Neil, lead singer of Motley Crue. Killed a guy in a DUI accident, did like two months. I had to go to rehab. Yeah. Horrifying. Fucking. I could remember if it was Sammy Hagar or Vince Neil. I knew it was one of the two of them. Yeah, no. Sammy Hagar, uh, I mean, take him or leave him as far as the singer goes, but he's actually a pretty good guy. Just yeah, I've heard good things about him. Hangs out. And... Yeah, I've got that vibe from interviews. Yeah. He kind of, he kind of just like, he's just kind of like a cooler Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Rest in peace. R.I.P. to the. R.I.P. to the Buff Man. The, the, oh. I hope he's having his cheeseburger in paradise. You and know. also the best part of Jurassic World. Yes, I That's agree. Fair. Running, running away with two margaritas from some flying dinosaurs. Honestly, that that yes. scene itself was the best part of the entire friggin' movie. That was his bucket list last thing before he went, before he died. I he mean, be in the movie with a dinosaur. To Jurassic. be fair, anything in those Jurassic World mo- movies, it was a low bar. But, but yeah. they were fun as hell, though. Say what you will. It could have been worse. It could have been a Sharknado movie. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I think Sharknado is better than Jurassic World. Um, Sharknado one. It's a little more respectable, Alex. Mm, no, no. Jurassic. Somebody said uh, you tomorrow. Jurassic Park was was a great film. Okay, and then every. One afterwards just got worse and worse, and then Jurassic World was like you're not wrong. What is just plain awful? You're not wrong, but if you got contacted tomorrow to do either the new Jurassic Park movie or the new Sharknado movie, you're gonna do the new Sharknado movie. Well, I mean, all right, fair enough. It depends. I would do that. You probably like. You you would you'd do that move? I feel bad if you do that move, dude. I'll, I'll give a little insight to people. You need to get you medication if you do that move. You need help. You need to talk to a therapist or something. In that state. life coach, get you a life coach or something. You know, make that move. Yeah. Yeah. Go Jurassic Park or go home, big time. <laughs> big move for you. Look, you'll be crying like like her, dude. If you don't, yeah, like Jennifer Jason, very upset. This will be you lumbering into your house right here, like Kathy Bates being like, "I done fucked up." Pharmacy into her mouth. Ah, I'm fine. 
give me all the medication. Not popping some pills and deal with you. Yeah. If this movie was made today, she would have an overdose and die at the end of this. Not Kathy Bates, Jennifer. Uh, yeah, probably. And then Kathy Bates would kill the drug dealer like uh, Bronson style. Go get him. Modern modern movies, it's all it's way more about the message than the story. So that's right. Whatever agenda they're pushing is definitely what's going to be in the forefront. Hey, I'm just wait. I'm just waiting for the uh, the story about a bisexual panda. You're making that bisexual panda, huh? Yeah. yeah. Sexual. Well, harassment, panda. Oh. It makes me a sad panda bear when one panda bear puts his private parts in another face of another panda's private parts. I thought you said pander bear, and I was like, yeah, they pander. There's a lot of pandering going on. <laughs> oh, ouch. Violent. Oh, anger. There's a memory for you. Doesn't even mm-hmm. know. Doesn't even know what her mama was doing for her mm-hmm. at the time either. That's the part that that really stinks. That, that girl, that, that woman, was risking life and limbs so that her daddy didn't. You know, is that like the deep metaphor for the film and book? Is like you don't really appreciate and don't know the true sacrifices made. Like, I think it's, I think it's touched but, on that. I think it's I think it's the. Uh, I think there's a bit of ignorance in youth. Yeah. That you don't you don't see all the things your parents did to get you where you were, and I think that there's a lot going on in that of that in this story. Very rebellious teen type of vibe she's throwing off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. I think there's a lot of one thing I will give King a lot of credit for. He was breaking. Holy crap! That was bright. Um. Burnt my eyes. He was breaking ground talking about generational trauma before anybody was touching on generational trauma and anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this this movie at its core is like the sins of the past coming and kicking the kid in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Angry kid. And the sins of the past is not letting her leave. So he's staying there. He's going to deal with it. Ooh, I like that, that. Uh, background. Shit. That's a fucking great looking shot. Love that. That's a horror movie shot right That's there. That's a gorgeous shot. It totally is. <laughs> Little yellow tape. Police line, do not cross. Yeah, fuck that shit. What's up? <laughs> Hey, I'm going to prove that you killed uh, that woman. That's the other interesting thing about this movie that and story, really, that I find fascinating, is that the movie really doesn't have an antagonist. Yeah. Like an, a present-day threat of antagonist. Like Christopher Plummer, you could say he's the antagonist, I guess. Like, he's the heavy, but guy's just doing his job. Right, looking for truth. Just looking for the truth. Looking for the truth, right? And the actual antagonist, which would be Joe, the father, long fucking gone. 
<laughs> in the present day. He's yeah. just a distant memory haunting them from the past. So he has no actual relevance. I'm going to do some digging. I'd love to hear if John C. Riley has any stories about Kathy Bates. Be worth looking up. Yeah. No doubt. Absolutely. I feel like he'd tell good stories. Nothing bad. I I've, I saw some interviews with him recently. And he actually is a really good storyteller. I mean, you know, talking about his recollections. I wonder, like, the Joe, what, what he was like to work with on this film, where, like, those scenes where he's just shit-faced and being, like, a dickhead. Because some people, you know, have to get into it, you know, yeah. the actors are differently, you know what I mean? I wonder what his method was. Fun little fact about Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Um, he actually helped uh, uh, David Dakota, um director of... um Cult B movie director, yeah. helped him gain uh, citizenship oh. in, in uh, Canada. Wow. Someone's got to do it. I guess. And, I mean, someone's yeah, got to do it. I'm a big fan of, I mean, Dave Dakota, I'm a big fan of his work from um, Sorority Babes and Slime Bowl Bolarama, Puppet Master 3, you know, um, did a wonderful series of um, homoerotic horror that uh, always was uh, incredibly well made and just, you know, he's the type of guy, you know, almost like a Fred Allen Ray or a Charlie Band, you know, give him a few bucks in a few days and he can bang out a movie in less than a week. Word up, brah. I like his earlier work. I haven't been keeping up with him, but he has been, he's been doing it big. He's still Mm -hmm. working pretty steadily. Who? Deco? David? Oh, yeah, Dave Dakota. Dakota. I think he's rapidfiretv.com. Dakota met the quota. This is like whole library of movies is on there, I believe. She just threw uh, piss at, uh, at Plummer. I mean, she don't give a fuck. Ryan Maybe they're into like gameplay. We already. Jesse! Hey, guys. Jesse's here in spirit now. Yeah, my video is... Uh... We just love having her. That's all that matters. Thanks, guys. Just a ghost. She's a disembodied apparition. Ooh. Exactly. Ooh. Scary. Very. Terrifying. So, yeah, they're into a, what, pee play? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Little, little, urine, little urine going on. A little piss on the shoes. I mean, it could be worse. I hate when my pee smells like applesauce. Apple juice? Apple juice. Oh, that's a good good time. Pee smells like apple juice? That's dangerous territory right there. Once every five years, my pee smells like apple juice. It's a crazy phenomenon. Yeah. Okay, wait. No, we got to rewind a little. Just like how I shed my skin, dude. Like very expensive. Very specific question. So, once every half decade, you urinate. And she tastes it. And it smells like apple juice. Yeah. Usually lands on a full moon, too. How crazy is that? <laughs> so, so, so. Uh, ap- She's ap- aware, Apple. <laughs> I got nothing. So, ap- afterwards, do a seance. 
She's the half, she's the the half decade wear apple. <laughs> Drinking from the tap. Oh my god. Hey. Hey. See, even Christopher Plummer is amused. I'm, I'm, I'm as exploratory as the next guy, but I don't know, man. Hey, hey, hey! Don't, don't kink shame here. There's no kink shaming. That's Thank fair. you, Alex. Okay, that's fair. I'm, hey, hey, Jess, you you like to pee and have fun? I say more power to you. Thank you, Alex. You are invited now formally to the tasting party. Okay, I'll be there with uh, my galoshes on. <laughs> I feel like, Alex, like you take this one, you take this one, wear your rain slicker. It's going <laughs> to smell a little musty, but it'll be all right. Hey, 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 I'm willing to sacrifice my sales. Be like the beginning of Blade, but Jesse walks you into like a, you know, room where people are dancing. And instead of blood, it's all like pee coming out of the, you know, mm, and it tastes a like little rave juice. going on. That's so much more gross. It could have, I, I would prefer blood. <laughs> I, I prefer dead. blood. I would, I would prefer blood. I'm good. But, but wow. it better be the same music from Blade. Yeah, no, it's got to be like that drum and bass track from the beginning. I agree. Yeah. Like industrial? And close. It's very dancey. It's close. More, more dancier than your, your run-of-the-mill yeah. industrial. I like it. I've come to the conclusion, Ghost Ship has one of the best beginnings of any horror movie. Yeah. And I, th- I think Blade actually kind of fits almost in that same mold, because I love how that movie starts. I think the first Blade... I would put that in my top five comic book movies of all time. It's so fucking good. It's a fantastic fucking movie. I just revisited it the day before yesterday. And oh. I like I'm a big Steve Norrington fan. I don't care what people say about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I enjoy that movie for what it's worth. That but, movie wasn't his fault. League, it wasn't League, his fault. Yeah. League's League's failings are everything to do with the studio, nothing to do with him. Hundred percent. Like there were people that he was forced to cast. That he didn't want to cast in that movie. Sean Connery, right? Not Connery, actually. Stuart Townsend. Okay. Um, and the girl that played Lucy Weston. Um, okay. I'm sorry, Nina Harker. You know that makes sense with Townsend because he 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 no he had some heat, some serious heat around that time. Well, it was fresh off a of Queen of the Damned. They That's thought he thought. was going to be the next thing since sliced bread. So. They literally shopped him right into League and said he is playing Dorian Gray, period, without waiting for Queen of the Dam to come out. Queen of the Dam comes out, it bombs because it's terrible. And then and then she died like right after that movie. Right after that. And then so the movie just like came went. The soundtrack has had more of a life than the actual film. It has. I mean it's a good oh. fucking so fantastic soundtrack. Fantastic soundtrack. They did uh, Jonathan Davis 100% put his ankles into that shit. But so as soon as that happened, they forced Stuart Townsend in the movie with a fucking crowbar. He's basically just, I don't know. I think he's one of the shittiest actors I've ever seen in my life. He doesn't play a character. He just yeah. shows up as himself. But Norrington did the best with the hand that he was yeah, dealt no, you know, in that done. situation. I think the one movie where he really had a lot of control, which is very underrated, is Death Machine. Yep. Death Machine's fucking awesome. It's so, so finally coming out this year. Uh, um Kino, I heard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But no, I don't I don't I don't blame Norrington for that at all. That that the league 
I mean, it wasn't even really that it was like a bad movie either. It just yeah. I mean, he. It's like some directors just have to deal with the hand that they're dealt, and it just keeps changing, unfortunately. And it's difficult, especially when the studio the regimes, you know, whether if they come in or you know whatever the situation is. I mean, some movies just get fucked when new, new management comes in. Mm-hmm. This is kind of horrifying, a little bit. This creep- Zelda vibes, yeah, creepy looking, heavy movie. Zelda vibes. And I don't think that's on accident. No. But it fits within the context. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's John kind Lithgow. of unsettling shit that you deal with. In that's this movie. that's John we... Lithgow right there. Doing a pick. Don't want to go down that road. I, I like uh, Fred Gwynn. I like his voice. Yeah. Compared to Lithgow, sounding like Lithgow. I mean, I mean, in the remake, and I like love Lithgow, him. I love Lithgow. John. Just sounded like Lithgow. Like he didn't, he didn't really try to sell a main no, accent. He just sounded like himself. Yeah. And I don't like saying that because I love him. But again, Lithgow, like he's not that. He's not that character actor. No. Right. He's not the man of a million voices. Like he's gonna come in. Kill it with what he does, yeah. but it's still gonna be that straight ahead, almost. I wouldn't say leading man, but like he is like one of the best direct support actors out there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, he helped so much on that movie. And one of my favorite roles where he was so vast was Laugh while you can, Monkey Boy. Oh my God. Buckaroo yeah, yeah. Bonsai, I think, is one of the greatest fucking movies of all time. I mean, that's like in my top ten of all time. Not horror movies, but of all talk time. about talk about a movie that did not get its fair due. That no. was so fucking ahead of its time in so many different ways. Oh, I love that goddamn movie. I Me just too. spent an exuberant amount of money to get my hands on the Scream Factory Blu-ray. I remember you said that last time. Yeah, yeah. I, last, I that last episode, I, I was, I, I, yeah. I, 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 it's I, such I a good fucking disc. Yeah, no, I bit the bullet and bought it because it's just, it's too goddamn good. And I've never owned a good copy of Buckaroo Banzai, so there you go. MGM did an okay edition about 20 years ago, but it was never as ama- amazing how it could look now with the, with the technology. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's my favorite screen disc that's come out in recent years. Well, the fucking irony of it is, is like I just dropped a, a minute and a half on the Blu-ray. I guarantee you the 4K is going to get announced next month. Uh, that, that's oh how that God. happens. I, that, that shit drives me nuts when that happens, man. I, I, I'd be willing to bet. They've been working backwards. I bought the, attention. the properties that they're doing in 4K, they're doing them backwards from when they did the Blu-ray. Yeah. I, well, I, I spent a lot, actually, on the Werner Herzog-Kinski box set. And it was only a month later at a left field when they announced that they were going to do the fucking Blu-ray. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to be shitting me. Yep. Yep. It's happened to me on numerous occasions. That's why I don't usually buy aftermarket anymore. Yeah. But it is what it is. She fell down. And go boom. Very hard. And go boom. She a diet. So we see what actually happened. That's the burial ground face right there. Oh, yeah. There's the kid. That's what I mean. There's horror in this movie. Yeah. Like yeah. This, this, this whole sequence is horrifying. It's bad. Also, the fact of, like, the older you get, like, how old do you get until you really don't want to do it anymore? Like, like, it's a true fact, and it's, like, it's terrifying. 
Some people get stuck here for a lot longer than they want to be, man. Yeah. And it's a bad time. Especially if you got, like, like this, this woman in particular, she was permanently fucked up, right? She was never, there was no recovery. No. Never going to happen. She, she wanted out. <laughs> a little Kevorkian action. Click here. Yeah. That's such a big sacrifice to do for somebody. Because if it could get flipped back on you, you know what I mean? Think about that. Like, if she's going to go help her out in death, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Would you uh, have- Kevorkian is not the monster he was made out to be. He went to, he had it drives to- me fucking nuts. If people he had to do hard rag. time for what he did, though, Kevork. Because All he do is make the machine. That person had to do it themselves. Well, they're doing it now. They got like the fucking. They got like a, I posted a picture of one like a year ago that you fucking you lay in it. It's like a coffin made out of glass, and then they put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I love that. What uh, Pacino? That you don't know Jack. I really enjoyed that. He did cool. good. That was good, yeah. That kind of era let me know that Pacino's a better actor than De Niro. I was such a big De Niro fan forever, but when De Niro went into his like slump of like not caring anymore, Pacino would still turn up some caring films from time to time. So I have. Well, to- that almost reminds me, James. One oh. DVD I need to pick up is Thief. Classic. Good old ah. Michael. Mann. Good old Michael Mann. Um, I think that's starting to go up in price a little more from what I saw recently. I, that's one I got to pick up soon. Get the criterion next time they do the fifty percent off sale. Yeah, dude, that's, that's the best time. That's the best time to snag it. Best time to snag it. Wait for Barnes and Noble to do the fifty percent off criterion because it's going to be cheaper than getting the uh, the out of print. It Damn sucks. It. They closed the one in Braintree. It's the one I always. Yeah, there's only a couple left. I got one that's like twenty minutes away. Um, but Matt, Matt's right on that. That that's the call. To, that's the move on that on that one because. The out of prints are already like more than I'd spent. Let's put it that way. For some reason, I thought it was Shell Factory. I don't know it was Criterion that did that. One. No, they did. They did both. Oh, okay. They did both. There is a Shout Factory as well, and the Shout Factory is the one that's out of print. Yeah, so the Criterion is the best way to go. Cool. Oh yeah, you can get the DVD for fifteen bucks or the Blu-ray for twenty. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. On a well, on a fifty on a fifty percent off sale. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'll be a snob. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Then yeah. I was like, well, I was like, wait, they every, made a standard? I didn't think they did. Every now and then, Amazon will have weird sales too, so you could possibly catch it for twenty bucks on Amazon too. Like uh, Deep Cover has been twenty bucks for like the last couple months. That's on, a good. One. Yeah, Blu-ray Criterion. That's a good one. Duke. If Jennifer didn't do it, it would have been um, what's her name? Natural Born Killer. Julia Lewis. I don't think she could have carried this. Well, that's why Jennifer got it. Yeah. It's funny, even thinking like single white female. Um, even fucking, I think Bridget Fonda, you know. Yeah, um, she's good. Better than she gets credit for. That's for damn sure. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't think Juliet Luna. 
Juliet Lewis is good at like that manic kind of energy. Yeah. Like like what you get like at Mallory Knox and Natural Born Killers, like um Faith in Strange Days, like that that kind of like unhinged, don't give a fuck kind of feel. She's great for that, but like to pull off something like this emotionally heavy, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I think what's still one of my favorite performances from her is like the last quarter of uh, From Dust Hold On. Also fantastic. Yeah, good film. Yeah, also I mean, it's a great movie, but I'm talking about like her performance because she kind of, you know, she gets flung into a really shitty situation. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's the the best way you can describe that. You know what I mean? Family dies. She did it great. She did do a really good job with that. She definitely did. I liked her in Kansas. Kansas was good as well. I'll give so her that. Good. This is just. This just seems to me like a hair out of her wheelhouse for like what she what she could have brought to it. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it. Oh, go yeah, yeah. I just think that the uh, the comeuppance moment when Jennifer Jason Lee like it, it she she remembers. Yeah. And it dawns on her that she's been like an absolute shit to her mom for years for no good fucking reason. Like, just like, oh no. Yeah, dad's kind of going for like an Alejandro Ray look there. He's going for, uh, he's oily. Bottom barrel. He's oily. Yeah. (laughs) Trouble. Very, he's very, Damp. He was kind of going for like a Stanley, a manly man. Yeah. He wants to be. Yeah, he, he's extremely moist. Yes, very moist. Ew, very moist. say it again. Moist. moist. He's so moist. <laughs> Hot yeah. and moist makes me moist. The slower you do it, the creepier it gets. I'm just exactly. saying. Exactly. Yeah. Moist. moist. You like yeah. it fucking moist, James, kids? You yeah, like you fucking it like moist? it. Exactly. Exactly. Disturbing. Yeah, it's the same in a Bostonian accent. So much better. Yeah. 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 Fuck the car and have a gag if you like it moist. Oh, my God. Don't fucking do that. You'll get a fucking ticket, you yeah, moist idiot. You have your fucking old face. You stuff your face with fucking Pepperidge Farms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers the moist face. Because <laughs> they, re- they remember. Yes, yes. The moist face and the old face is quite the same. My God, what oh, what did oh. we unlock? What what great demon has brought up come up from the bowels of hell and yeah, uh, hardcore audio goes back with, uh, <laughs> and with uh, New England accents. Like, oh yeah, fuck me harder, buddy. Yeah, buddy. So oh my yeah. God. Oh oh hey hey, hey, back. hey hey, you like apples? How you like them apples? I got a number. <laughs> that that accent. How do I word this? That accent is hands down the biggest boner killer in the bedroom. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No, no. Oh yeah, buddy. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Go deeper. Oh yeah. In the poopa. Come on, put it in the poopa. Yeah, we know. In the we poopa. Like oh yeah. poopa. Oh, daddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, daddy. Ow. No. Flashbacks. <laughs> PTSD. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? What? Sorry. Where was I? 
Pineapple. <laughs> Pineapple. Huh? What? Larry. Oh, Larry's back. What are you kids watching here? Dolores Claiborne. Oh, Jesus. Well, I remember when this was a script floating around. Good story. They had some great people attached to this movie, but I fell asleep at the premiere. Hey, oh, there's Bob Gutton. Hey, I remember, hey, I remember I when remember Bob Gutton. He was the warden. Well, he was also in one of the best movies with Jim Carrey ever starred in. Hey. Ace Ventura Part 2 When Nature Calls. Oh. I like how they have a like they, she says, I'll send you to Shawshank for what you did to her. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. here we are. Good call. That connected Stephen King universe, man, it all it all revolves. It all comes back. I love it. The little nods. That's 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 how you do a connected universe. You don't actually try to overlap all your fucking stories like Disney does. Yeah. But you give subtle subtle nods, subtle hints, like, well we'll go to Shaw you'll go to Shawshank for that. We already know. Like perfect. James, you probably know the answer to this and it's it's been documented. Who is Steven Spielberg's favorite actor? Spielberg? Mm-hmm. His favorite actor? Uh um I could hazard a guess. I've heard a couple of people make claims of such things over the years. I think it's funny, yeah. I've I heard I, I, know, I, I know. heard I heard Pete Pozzlewave. I heard that was one that was floating around in the circle. I heard Harrison Ford, which I don't believe. I heard Richard Dreyfus, which I really don't fucking believe. Um, yeah, I don't believe that. I don't know. There's a lot. There's there's been a lot of people that claim to be the favorite actor of said celebrity director before, and it's like, yeah, but did he just tell you that? <laughs> yeah. Was he running a bit? I don't was know. he trying to get something out of you? Come on. Yeah. What was he trying you to get? Can't out trust of you? the direct. Trust me, I'm a director. I'll tell you right <laughs> now. You can't trust the director. He's <laughs> gonna tell you what you want to, what he wants you to hear in the moment to get the thing out of you that he's trying to get on camera. It's it's true. <laughs> James told me he loved me just last week. Exactly, and I'm trying to do that because then uh, after those, in in short time I'm gonna kill him on screen. So, yeah. <laughs> but I truly love you, James. I love you too, man. Uh, she's laying it down to the old warden. Bob Button looks concerned. Very, very. Also, also a tinge of a tinge of moist. Yes, <laughs> he looks very moist today. A touch, a tinge, a tinge of. You, you know, it's interesting. Most of the men in this movie are quite moist. Quite listening. Yeah, very oily, which is strange considering the climate. Yeah. One of the most bizarre makeup jobs I ever had. I did a romantic comedy in New York, and I had to walk around with the arsenal of water bottles because people were working out, and I had to make it look like these people were sweating profusely. And everyone was like, "Hey, here comes Mr. Moist, glisten, oh, us, glisten us up." I'm like, "With that's pl- a new horror movie right there." Yeah, wearing a reanimator shirt, Mr. Yeah. Moist. I like it. That's a movie we got to make. That's that's right next to Anal, anal Aliens. <laughs> Can I star in it? 
I mean, I think it would be like kind of a greasy strangler situation because it would be like, how do you die? You're just shooting people with water. <laughs> we can figure something out. Well, that's what would make it great. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Like you moist up the floor, somebody slips in it and fucking breaks their neck. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. I'm going to play later, James. Oh, I actually oh, remembered an idea I have. I think it could actually possibly work for mm-hmm. a story scenario for a moist killer. There you go. This character is interesting, this this rich lady. Um, she uh, She's like cold as fucking ice. Yeah. When, but, but deep down, she's like actually a decent, kind of good, almost person hmm. it's very weird again like we kept saying what was that jess say it again jesse what was they saying in the movie it's like so um sometimes a woman only has a, a something about being a bitch like a woman oh, only yeah. has no, being i know a what line you're talking part. about yeah yeah and yeah. you hear it by three people and you see where it all comes from mm-hmm yeah, I mean, subtly, she she encourages her to do what she does during the eclipse, and you know, um, it's a good alibi. Gives her gives her the alibi, gives her the loophole, the whole the whole nine. Yeah, she sets it up, and then I mean, she leaves all her money to her too. There's that. It makes <laughs> me feel like it's not like she's just in debt to her either for knowing her secret the whole time. No. No, I don't, I don't. It's like more than that. It's definitely more than that. I think like even had Dolores walked out on her in the numerous of times that she threatened to, she still would have taken that to her grave. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was deeper than that. Slapping mom. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like Jennifer Jason Lee, this whole movie could be just. They could have called it Jennifer Jason Lee is horrible to her mom and it would attract. You know what I'm saying? Not that it's not coming from a place of deserving or, you know, but she doesn't understand what was actually going on back then and she doesn't remember. Before so, before single white female. I think this is just after. Or maybe it was. I, 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 I think it's it. just after Single White Female, because I think she had already broken out. Yeah. That was that was cool, the switching of the uh, present day to the younger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. They, yeah. they, they, they nail that stuff. They, they, they really had a really, like, good sense of how to transition from past to present, past to present. Which is honestly essential to this because if they had fucked that up, oh forget fuck, it. forget it. This movie would have been an absolute fucking nightmare. Oof, oof, ouchie. Oh, yep, gave her the business. But yet we find an opportunity. <laughs> Batman, you down there? Hey, yo. Eerily similar to how he finds the cave in the Dark Knight. 
All about placing your foot at the right spot at the right time. Kathy Bates falls down. All these bats just come out. She becomes Batwoman. I am the new Batwoman. The new Batwoman. Mate. What up, brother? What up? I like the blue. It's very nice, Billy Boy. Smoking cigs again. Hey, hey you yay the tough, tough person unless you're smoking the cig. That's how it used to be. I don't know. She's tough. She's a tough girl. Very Nightmare on Elm Street vibe right now. Freddy Krueger is Kathy Bates. <laughs> Welcome to prime time, bitch. Like of I course, what like, I, I find hilarious now is that all you want to do for an R rating now is just have someone light up a cigarette. Like Joe told you, like Joe showed you how to do. I rewatched this movie just for for the for the watching with the dead kids, and when it got to that part with the fucking on the ferry with the father, it was like holy macaroni! Dude. I forgot that I, I never had that didn't have that much power when I was a kid, you know. And I watched this when it first came out. Honestly, didn't like it. Didn't think it was that great. Wasn't the Stephen King I was looking for, and. You know, just didn't really care much for it. I consider it more of a dramatic film and never thought of it again until it was time to watch it for the dead kids of Derry. So I rewatched it. And there's uh, the, the endings and some stuff I like. There's some like cool color, colored background. Like that red fucking, that red skyline with the house was pretty devastating. Stuff like that, which I could appreciate too. Well, I like the cinematography and definitely like, Watching it for the first time, it caught me by surprise, I gotta say. Was this the first time watched for you recently? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really expect it to go on this route, did you? Well, it's like, going through stuff in life in general, so it's like, I wasn't expecting to see something, like, triggering like that, and I'm just like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. And I just started, like, screaming at the TV, you know? <laughs> Did you think Kathy Bates was going to be more of, like, her misery character where she just secretly kills people? I love her acting because it's, like, she she leaves me guessing. I, I have an assumption. Like, I thought she was guilty. And then, like, I made an assumption around maybe maybe she isn't. And then you see what happens. And it's, like, oh, I, I don't know. She just has my heart. Like, I, I love her so much. I didn't see it coming, honestly. She is great, yeah. She has good times. Could Winona Ryder have done this role? You, you guys, what do you think? Um, no. She, she. I love Winona. I love her, but I just, I, I mean, the fucking, I mean, Jennifer Jason Leigh just, I mean, she really steals the show. I mean, she, she just does. really makes it her own, and she's a solid actress. And smoking a snip snape, I forget what they call them when they're smoked down. Oh, uh, fucking! They but she's it, uh, she's just. I mean, you know, there's no denying it. I mean, she has come from a very talented family, and you know, she's incredibly talented herself. What about like a Christina Ricci in that position? 
I think Christine Ricci could. I think she'd be too young for this for this role at this point in time. Uh, so this was shortly around. I can stand with you. Family Adams values or shortly after. I think she would have been too young. Maybe you might just be right, Bill. She's crying real too. Well, she wasn't too young. I could see it. Yeah, nowadays I should should fit that caliber a little bit more. Uh, like Black Snake Moan era would have been perfect. Boys, yeah, Boys Don't Cry. That was her and uh, those three of the girl. Was that Richie? And then it was the Million Dollar Baby Girl. And then it was uh, what Hillary Swank. And then somebody mm-hmm. else, I think. You mean the next Karate Kid? <laughs> Maybe the next next Karate Kid Part Two. I love to give that movie shit. It's my brother's favorite movie. <laughs> well, Hillary Swank is the next Karate Kid. The next Karate Kid, your brother's favorite movie? Yeah. My God. I'm sorry to hear that, Bill. Such an up. Sorry, what he said to you at your premiere. <laughs> No, he gave, didn't he say he, it was good or something? But Bill's brother doesn't pay compliments at all, and he said something that was um, wasn't quite a compliment, but I, I knew it was it was it was complimentary for his brother. <laughs> like it wasn't, the, 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 the coins are strange that way. It wasn't a waste of a night or something. Some comment like that. It's like. Oh, that was higher than his expectations. So yes, that's a compliment. Sounds like Paul. My uncle said I didn't fall asleep. That's a good thing. <laughs> I always say I don't hate it. Yeah. You the telltale sign that I know we shot something good, like really good. Yeah. When Paul goes, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> I like it. Sometimes that's all you need. Hey, 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 there's nothing cooler in the band than xylophones. I'm just saying. These are fancy people. It's a brave instrument. Bunch of wasps. The xylophone is a brave instrument. Like It is. It's a very abrasive sound. If you can make that work in your music, fucking great. <laughs> I'm planning on it. I'm working on something. Yeah. A xylophone band? Uh, something xylophone-driven. Uh, Heavy xylophone. No shit. Tell me this cowbell. This looks like they have a small yard they're trying to make look big. I'd be curious to see what it looks like. Because even that hill, they got people creeping on that hill and they got the fucking telescopes like in a weird, weird angle they wouldn't typically be in because it'd be tumbling down that hill. Arooga. And I ain't no boat. Time for plotting. This no is boat. my favorite scene in the movie. This one? Mm-hmm. See why? Reminds me of Lemonade when I see them, the, those umbrellas. I know I'm... Just, the, just the, the, the way that these two interact and, like, what she's trying to say is, like, this is time. <laughs> you know what to do. She I'm opening the window for you. You just got to jump through. Is she the devil? Is she portraying the devil in the film? Uh, no. I think she's just a woman who understands when a woman's had enough. Hell yeah. Fuck it. Yes. Support that. Yes. 
No reason to no. demonize it. It's you. It, it. It. This is a human being. Mercy. Feeling for another human being. This is just human compassion. And frankly, hot take or not, I don't care. The guy deserves it. Mm-hmm. There's no legal. There's no legal course of action for what this guy did that would be justified. Life in prison? No. Capital punishment? Yeah, no. Not really. Mm. Throw him in a hole. That's what he has coming. Some people just deserve to die. Fucking A. Do I like saying 100% that? 100% no. right. But is there somewhat of a reality to the situation? Yeah. Is, is it Absolutely. a moral and ethical drama? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people people deserve to die. <laughs> yes, but no, you're absolutely right, Coin, and that's what gives this whole story the depth it does. Yeah, and that's what I mean. And it sucks because you know we all have a breaking point, and oh, yeah. it, you know the thing, and, and that's where I think the horror really comes out of this movie. I mean, I've seen this movie three times. Two times when I was younger, I really just it was boring. But I understand that, yeah, we all have a breaking point. And it's the horror, I think, comes out of what happens when you lose yourself after that breaking point. Can you, the genie's out of the bottle. So, you know, what can you do? All you can do is just fucking roll with the punches, man. No, I think, I think this is a pushed as far as one can be pushed. Yeah. And like, I mean, even just the spousal abuse would be enough. This guy really doubles down on that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, he steals money, too. <laughs> he steal, he's, oh. I mean, he's, he's, he's the triple threat. He's a thief. He's a pederast. He's a wife beater. Like, there ain't nothing good about the guy. Yeah. Not a one thing. Can't even open up a bottle of booze without a knife. He's a fucking. He can't even. He can't even treat bottles without violence. That's true. He can't even treat himself. He's a mongoloid. I'm mongoloid. I'm mongoloid. I'll drink to that. Fair enough. Hell yeah. Wow, that's a great little like play for an alcoholic. She knows what she's doing. She's been living with an alcoholic for a long time. That's a that's a shark coochie board. Yeah. Fancy snacks. Fancy snacks. On top of the world, dude's living on top of the world today. Look at him. Look at he's got he's got liquor. He's got he's got. Fancy snacks. That like bottle's already plowed down. Look at that shit. That guy was just... Yep. What a nice view. He's so moist now. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's there's a lot of oil. <laughs> Bitch, go inside and get them a lot of cookies. Hey! <laughs> wow. Maybe Pepperidge Farm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love those fucking cookies, man. The hard ones or the soft yeah, ones? Yeah, no, the, the hard, hard ones. ones. The crunchy ones, man, they're so good. 
Oh, <laughs> fucking stumbles Magoo over here. <laughs> you can, you can go see inside of fucking crazy, man. If you're a real New Englander, you can take a nice, hard, good Pepperidge Farm, one of the old style ones, that's with a, a scoop style. of Brigham's ice cream. That's that's the shit right there. Yep. Doesn't get any more New England than that when it comes nope. to dessert. Nope, you dip. You just take the fucking. Just take a cup of ice cream. Look at that back. So good. That's beautiful. Oh yeah, that's that's fucking good shit. Then you gotta look at the sun. It's fucking amazing. That almost looks fake. It's so nice looking. It is fake though. I was gonna say that's what I thought. Matte painting. Yeah. I don't that's think it's a matte painting. I think it's. I think it's a lot. I think it's early. Not necessarily early, but definitely green screen. You know what I mean? That, you can, yeah, you can see the mat line. It's it's right yeah. at the horizon. You got yeah. the live action element. You know the thing. Yeah, that that's totally a a, a mat. Yeah, that's that's there's, there's there's green screen going on there. There's some layers. Looks good though. First time. It looks no, good. it's solid. It's solid from mid nineties, man. Like that's not as good as it gets. You know what I'm saying? But it also kind of <laughs> looks like you know the really weird Mars shots in Total Recall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it looks a whole lot like that too. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Like I almost expect Quaid to come out like see at the party director. She's giving it to him, letting him have it. Yeah, she's telling him what a fucking loser he is. He's beating him shit. out. Beating him out. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Drink more and get to the reactor. Whoa. He's about to become <laughs> scary, dude. Quato's a great bit. Quato stays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he gives the eyebrow. Like John Landis's son. Yeah, go fuck yourself. See, that's what she's saying. She said yeah. that with such rage and cadence, I could see it. <laughs> That's right, yeah. But get close. Get in there. This is what we were hoping for. Oh. Oh, good at first. I bet there was a moment in there, like, somewhere in that variation of pressure. Like, she was about to come. (laughs) Hey. She almost made Ernest Borgnine come. I bet she did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, baby. I'm going to take care of the bastard. Hey, now. Shoes coming off. She means biz. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep. She took that bump. She took, she took that bump as an actress. She's ready. Good stuff. That sacrifice. Risk. Yeah, Kathy Bates is gonna fuck him up. I do. She would body slam him. Oh, she would kick the shit out of him, dude. In real life, with her center of gravity, she'd rip him apart. She could sit like a fucking badger. Sit on his head. Rip his head off. If he dies, he dies. But Dolores, Dolores isn't about that. She's no. she's a thinking person. She's yeah. she's got a plan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just that being pushed to the fucking edge, man. 
I mean, man, he fucking did deserve it. Oh, yeah. He did have it coming. Absolutely. I don't think anybody could actually wrong her for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, I know, like, there's laws and whatnot, but some things transcend law. In well, my it's opinion. funny. You can almost be said for Freddy Krueger, you know, getting out in a technicality. And then, you know, it's, you know, the vengeance of, um, you know, the, the homeowners. I mean, sometimes, you know, vigilante justice, as horrible as it is, you know, has to be taken into your own hands. And Give it the jump. Give it the jump. Yeah, exactly. Jump. Yeah. Going down, you son of a bitch. Sucks now. Going down. Die, motherfucker, die. It's only about 20 feet, though. Pushing me a Get a stick. Enough, enough to a break stick. a leg. Get a stick and Absolute hit him in the head. enough to break a leg, and then he ain't getting out of that hole. And you know what? It's a slow death, and that's yeah. probably what he had coming. Well, that's what I assume. He, he starved to death down there, right? I assume it wouldn't be, unless he died on impact, but I don't think. Oh, it's and I love the the shot with almost giving her like a halo glow. Yeah, and it's a. Well, it's, I like how it, it goes into that world of like almost like she's been given the okay from like uh, the Almighty, if you will, that it's okay to kill him. So yeah, I know. It comes she... down. It's like Ken Jeong from Community with his sombrero on. He's like, I'll allow it. You're not getting out of there. He's out. Now she came. That was a good <laughs> moment for her. Yeah, there's her old face. Hey, I mean, the sky is making its old face. She's got, oh, she, she, she has a glow. Not going to lie. The rip. You know you're not supposed to look at that, Donald Trump. You know that, right? <laughs> I remember when Donald looked at it. Fucking moron. <laughs> Peace out. Kathy Bates is going to build a wall and keep a husband out. This is a terrible boozy accident. What could we possibly do about it? Boom. Hey, great, great, great. Beautiful. Very cool looking. Very dark right there. Very dark. You ain't getting out that of very that. Sin City before Sin City. Yeah. Sin City was quite the technical marvel. People like to give Zack Snyder a lot of shit, but I, I like him. I think he's a very good filmmaker. 300, I think, is probably one of my favorite of his personal. <sighs> they got a Frank Miller. Yeah, Frank Miller did it. Sorry, yeah, Frank Miller. He's Robert yeah. Rodriguez and Miller. That was what since that's who did it. Yeah, that's what Sin City was. Yeah. Um, the Snyder, his early stuff. I mean, he's his did, early stuff. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead remakes the one of the best horror remakes ever made. I mean, so that's undeniable. Um, James Gunn's script. I mean, that movie worked on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. three hundred is obviously a benchmark. It changed. It was a game changer when it came out. Yeah, I like Watchmen. I love. Watchmen. I think Watchmen was a great movie. Um, I know it got a lot of shit when it came out. I feel like the I feel like the the, the script is flipped on that one, and like time has proven that it was a really good movie. Do you prefer the unrated version or the rated version? 
Um, I prefer the ultimate cut. Not even the director's. I prefer the ultimate cut, which works in a lot of the animated side stuff that was on the DVD. Okay. Into, like, a one long film. It's, like, three and a half hours long, so, like, you yeah. kind of got to, like, plan and dedicate time to watching it, but Uh-oh. it's the best version by far. There comes your moment. Here comes the moment. Here comes the moment. The moment. Yep. You gotta bring up the moment. But. Ah! She's fucking hallucinating. That's what you want to look for, Billy. That cover. That's the ultimate. Oh, okay. Who put that out? Um, I think. (sighs) Synapse, actually. Synapse? Chef. wonder if they ever play that one on TV. That's, is that the one that's like three hours and 36 minutes or something like that? Mm-hmm. I think I've seen it on TV, but I would love to pick up that disc. Actually, I'll, I'll wait for the, I'll wait for the gross moment to pass, but I'll show you a really cool edition <laughs> of Sin City too. <clears throat> Alex, hands on the screen while we're watching this too. If I, hey, oh, hey, you dirty bat. Ew. If I don't Hey, mind. hey, hey, hey. I had my arms crossed. I wasn't doing anything. All right, all right, all right. Trying to trying trying to make me Yeah, mad. no, you better not, because that's just nasty. Uh... there's no audio, but it's uh he's like you remember how I showed you to do it? Wow, and then he's like, please come and she's like, No, Daddy. It's fucking horrifying. And then there's the visual. You'll see the visual, which is like the most horrifying part of the whole deal, is the hand movement. But let's let's look at this and see if a small person could have been fucking flipped into here during the cut, or if we're dealing with a kid through and through here. I mean, that could be a young, like a young teen, eighteen-year-old's hand, perhaps. Or I mean, they're obviously lady. using someone else because the hands cut away. Every time. Yeah, they're not going to go full. Uh, they're not going to destroy your life completely. Jim Carrey right there. Mm. I forgot he was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a little, yeah. Yeah, no. It's still it's, horrifying. It's, yeah. it's still awful. It's, it's gross. Even this part where it's got to be your face, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And to be like, all right, she touched something. Like, I wonder what the direction was. Oh, now there's the shot. That's fucking horrifying, dude. Oh, can you believe Alex, hands up front. Hands on the screen, Alex. Hands on the screen. Oh, fucking icky. Even that right there, like, that's too much. So fucking icky. Like, the kiss on the fucking temple. Like, ah, dude. Dude, it's your daughter, man. Like, what the fuck? She's actually doing pretty good for the circumstances. Well, I mean, she just... Think about about the layers of revelation that just happened here. She just realized she was abused as a kid. And as a result of realizing she was abused as a kid, she realized that she's been fucking terrible to her mom for no good fucking reason because her mom is trying to protect her from it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot. 
it's I don't know how else to word it. It's it's just like who how do you even fucking come to grips with that all in one go like that? How? <laughs> what? Would not even know where to begin. Hey yo! Grilling her. Mm-hmm. Giving her the third degree. Well, see, the part that they don't really touch on in this, well, probably a detail that would have been very important. That probably they probably didn't touch on it for a good reason because they were trying to make this more of an ambiguous, no one's really a bad guy kind of situation. It's just a bad set of circumstances. Yeah, but the reason that they were riding her so hard about this is because if she was proven to have some kind of guilt, all of that money defaulted to the government. Oh, see what I'm saying? Uh, so they were really they were really riding after it because they wanted to get their hands on the millions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, gets darker. Yeah. Tyler comes in to save the day. Mm-hmm. She comes out swinging. Swinging. You ain't going after my ma, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Fucker. You ain't motherfucker. Fucking main ass. Like, she's nah. like, oh my god, my dog is defending me today. Mother's dead. Miracles. John C. Hey, I have a question. You know where Will Ferrell is? <laughs> I usually do something with him right about now. I can only imagine, like, every role that John C. Riley's ever had hair and makeup going in and just looking at his head like, whatever, dude. We're just going with that, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then as he got older, the hair became lesser and lesser. And I mean, oh, it got you know, it got lesser this action. way, but it got more this way. Yeah. yeah. What did I just watch in recently? Um, oh my god, I forgot how good it is. Uh, Kong Skull Island. Okay. Oh yeah, good good flick. Good flick. I I still, I still prefer the uh, 2014 Godzilla, but just by a little bit. Yeah. The Cranston one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. The Matthew Broderick Godzilla is the best. We all know that. Oh, you mean when the freshman and the professional fought a giant lizard? Yeah. Not the freshman. The fucking... <laughs> James is giving no, me the look. No, when Ferris Bueller and fucking the professional fought um, a lizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferris Bueller and the professional fought a really angry iguana. Yeah. <laughs> And, and fucking Cisco and Ebert were uh, the mayor, and his uh, first yeah, That's that's all I can say about all. That's all I can say about '90s Godzilla. It was a movie. <laughs> hey, come on! It was a funny movie. I loved that. that Unintentionally funny. Unintentionally, yeah. yeah. Oh come on! The entire thing was made for laughs. It, I, I that's the problem. As a lifelong Godzilla fan, I don't think it should have been. <laughs> Was it only in Japan, or are they doing it here with the new uh, Zilla, um, the black and white version? 
No, it's coming here. Oh, it is. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen Minus One? I still need to check it out, man. I I really want to see it. I'm hearing it's one of the best theater experiences in ages. What they did with $15 million absolutely smokes. Like, the last, like, three years of Marvel... Um, DC, all the big tentpole stuff, Star Wars, they can all go fuck themselves with their $300, $300 million budgets. 15 mil, and what they pulled off with 15 mil and Godzilla Minus One is fucking incredible. That movie is awesome. Holy Hollywood is smart, they should take notice. Holy shit. Toho came out swinging for the fucking fences with this movie. It is so good. So good. I cannot wait to get my hands on a Blu-ray. Let me put it that way. Did the new Gamera come out yet for Netflix? Mm-mm. No. I didn't like it. The animated one? Is is that what it was? Was it an animated thing that they were doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't check it out yet. But, I mean, I, um, I don't know. For some reason, I'm a little more of a Gamera fan than a Godzilla fan. Just by design. The... But, the... The anime Godzilla wasn't anything to write home about, so I wouldn't expect Gamera to be any better. Yeah. <laughs> you say the new Godzilla's gonna be black and white, Bill? They're, they, uh, it's a re release. The original? Black and white. No, minus one. The new, the newest. Uh, Godzilla minus one minus color is what it's called. Oh my god. Is that gonna be good or is it better with the color after seeing it? You've seen it, right? I've seen stills from the from the black and white. They did it right. Is it gonna be like Sin City black and white or is it yeah. Good? okay. Yeah, no, it's not just color desaturation. It's there's there's actual care and thought being put into how they're doing it. It looks it looks really good. Big money. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, and yeah, it did. It made stupid amounts of money. For its budget, it made it's made stupid amounts of money. It's it's, it's profitable records from what I heard. Yeah, no, it's profitable beyond profitable. Uh oh. I see a lot of angry faces. Getting the business. Flora's face. You should just fucking rip his cheek apart. Oh my god. That's what you get. But I want the money. Money. I need, show me the money. Give me the the stone money. face version of old men with Dolores and their daughter. Are you saying there's an alternating of these older gentlemen molesting her as well when she was younger? I'd certainly fucking hope not. You never know. You're right, you don't. Like, I'm not trying to sound sexy, but does this smell like shit in here? I'm like, <laughs> my depends. <laughs> the, other, the other guy's like, would you give me my, my nitro pills? Plumber wasn't even that old in this. It's just that People aged terribly in the 90s. Mm. Plumber looks good, though. 
Well, Kathy Bates, oh, she was looking pretty good at this. Kathy episode. Bates, I, I mean, she's looked amazing. She's Just young. Awesome. I love her look. Everything she does, she's fucking amazing. She was nominated for this one, too, wasn't she? But she oh, didn't yeah. win? They, they both yeah. were, but they didn't win. Yeah. Another, It's another classic case of, like, Oh, a, a genuinely good drama, which I would give this. It is a genuinely good drama. Um, losing to substandard, subpar Oscar bait. You know what won this year? The year. Uh, I, I I can't remember exactly, but I know it wasn't something I was all that impressed with, which is usually the case with Best Picture winners. Yeah, probably the biggest Oscar bait that pissed me off the most in recent years was when. The Suicide Squad won for Best Special Effects. Not James Gunn's version, but the other one. Oh, God. The Best Special Effects category is a fucking atrocity pretty much every year. It, it, it should have been Arrival. Arrival. Squid Alien. Fair, though. Squid Alien. I give nah, it. I, there's so many superfluous Oscars that go just go to whoever won the popularity contest that year. Yeah, uh, I don't. The I think for, to find, no, but to only find any legitimacy to, to them winning the the award, I think it's just with the killer croc makeup more than anything else. Considering how everything you know was pretty standard for makeup. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, sure, but yeah, the CG shit. But I mean, killer croc was probably the most intricate design, you know, practically. That they had on set that qualified. He's, he's, as far as like best special effects go, he's literally the only thing about that movie that you could actually sell as being really top quality. Yeah. You know? And even then, that's definitely not the best version of Waylon Jones I've ever no, seen. No, it isn't. But it's just that was the only legitimacy I could find to and yeah. winning in any award, but it was all political. You know, politics plays a huge role when it comes to the, you know, the awards. Oh, it runs them, really. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think that's. I don't even think that's. I, I can't. I can't watch the Oscars because every time it's just whoever you know is popular at the time or who you know you know shook the right hand at the right time. I mean, whoever Alex was fucking this year gets the Academy Award. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's. Friends. I think it's especially evident of that in the. Big like five best picture, best leading actor, best leading actress, best supporting. Like you can you can tell who who was kissing the most ass that year, or who the press was talking about the most because yeah. they are the ones that usually. Hey win. hey hey! Listen, James James, you ever want to win the Oscar? This is what you do, okay? You go there, and when Chris Rock is up there, you go up and you slap him. Slap I don't think Chris that's how you Rock. win an Oscar. That's how Although Will Smith did win an Oscar like five minutes later, didn't he? And it was like yeah. super fucking awkward. Yeah. 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 Hawk, See, I that's thought how you win go. an Oscar, dude. Hawk, Drop I thought you were going to go Chris fucking Rock. all Tropic Thunder on me for a second. <laughs> you wild. Tropic Thunder. Really. Go full R-word? Does yeah. say that anymore? Simple Jack. I don't think so. But you never Job. go full R-word. You never go full Job. Yeah, you never go full Job. You can't go full Job. You no, have to, go full Job. We you, love full Job. No, like simple Job, you can only hit about 60%. You still have to have 40% sexual Job or, you know, it doesn't work. 
Yeah, when he conditioned his hair, he finally became, you know, a sexy joke. That's what I'm talking about. You get the comb back, looking fucking slick, ready to go. Hey, I was wondering where the Saturday Night down. Fever suit was, you know? Best I, line. I, Best line he ever said in a movie. Uh, why am I thinking of Jeff Fahey? Well, Jeff Fahey was Joe. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, uh, Dark Man 3. Die, Dark Man, die. Yeah. I think I know what line you're going to say, but hit me. And I just had a fucking brain fart on the line because I was trying to remember his name and then I lost the line. But it was in my fucking head. It was right before he died. Fuck. But it's a, I don't know what it is. I don't think uh, Dark Man 3. I don't think, I don't think the sequels get the respect they deserve. Arnold also is a very good actor. And you know. I agree. I I, I, I forget the fucking line. I, it's just driving me nuts. It was one of Fahey's line. What line were you thinking, James? Um. Fuck. It's um. See now you made me brain fart, dude. Like, oh. You know what? I have to revisit that movie. It's been too long. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pop that in soon because now I gotta think. I now I gotta remember what line line line. I'm oh no! I remember. It was one of my other favorite lines. It wasn't. It was. It was Planet Terror. Oh, Planet that boy's Terror. got the devil in him? Boy's got the devil in him. Yeah, that's, that's a good I line. I love that line. It's a great line. But there was one in Dark Man. I, uh, personally, I don't think the Grindhouse movies get as much love as they deserve. Oh, the, Maddie, were you a big fan of Planet Terror and um, oh, yeah. Tarantino's? Oh, yeah. Death Proof. Uh, yeah. Went to the theater and seen it. Do you uh, see it as Grindhouse? Or oh, yeah. Twice. The only way to see it. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, like half the people got up and left when I saw it. I'm like, no, this is the Grindhouse experience. Two movies in one. Some people can understand it, and I think that's why uh, the movie didn't probably make as much as it should have. Mm. What Grindhouse? Grindhouse did very well, but I mean, the movie, you know, no, it I, didn't though. It confused the people. Budget, it but, didn't. It didn't do well. That's the unfortunate part because they made it as a double feature. They had yeah. double the budget. They had double the cost. And they were released as that's where they kind of like fucked up from the business side. They made the double feature. They spent the money to make two movies. They marketed it as one movie, which only gets you one ticket. Yeah. So even though it made sizable amounts of box office, it did not make enough. And some people didn't get the fake trailers. The diehard fans did. But look, and, look at where, look at, look at where that ended up. Most of every fake trailer in that movie is now a feature film. Thanksgiving, Machete. Uh, I'm waiting. I would love Zombie. Girl, Woman of the SS. I, we need doing that. It, zombie. I need I'll that. Doing it. I say James should do that. that I would. Be, that should be your I, next movie. I, I would totally be on board. For That's that. coming after Stakes. Werewolf Women of the SS. All over it. I oh, want to do a werewolf movie, and if it's got to be Nazi werewolves, I'm in. I want a hand in it. But, uh, I want a fucking hand in it, dude. From Master of Horror, Rob Zombie, at the beginnings, we can see if our test works. Mm-hmm. If you get sued, like the guy that put Eli Roth's name at the beginning of the clown movie. He'd absolutely, he'd absolutely fucking... Eli would get it, though. Huh? No, Eli, e- Eli would get it. And... No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if I took the gamble... Put up the money, made Werewolf Women of the SS, slid it across his desk and said, We want to sign you on as a producer. 
The only gripe he would have is that Sherry's not in it. Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage is Fu Manchu. You gotta have Nick Cage. In that was one of, the, one of the biggest I laughs in the theater. Cage. I laughed the hardest at that, probably than any more. That was a good laugh, yeah. It's good. All the fake trailers were great. Yeah. Edgar Wright's Don't. I mean, um... Fucking, um... I'd love to see that one. Or- the line in the line in machete, that like just like me and my I went with my brother and his girlfriend at the time and her sister. And they're like yo- wildly younger than me. Like I had to get I, I was the adult getting them into the fucking scaby movie, the fucking yeah. teenagers. But whatever. I wanted to spend the afternoon with my brother and he was wanted to go see Grindhouse, so we went. But they open up the movie and it's machete. It's the first. They say they just fucked with the wrong Mexican. I fell out of my chair dying. It was just like that. I was like, just like, oh my god, that's fucking amazing. The line that got me was, "He's a goddamn federale." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Fahey was in that trailer. He was fucking amazing. Oh, such a good trailer. Oh yeah, I love Fahey. Oh. Fahey. All right, so Dolores Claiborne. Yeah. So Dolores, Dolores Claiborne wraps up. Her story's over for now. Um, what do you guys think? I don't think we had Jess anymore, but uh, what, what do you she was. Think? I saw her message. She was trying to chime back in, but I know she said she was having shoddy reception. She's coastal and it's storming, man. Something, something fierce out that way. So she's yeah. having, she's having problems, technical difficulties. What do you guys think, man? What do you think? Well, I, I think Dolores Claiborne is. It's one of the the uh, as as it's been said, uh, King has gone more real, more realistic, you know, uh, with uh, his his uh, stories uh, more recently. So less of the supernatural, but um, I definitely think that this is probably one of his best film dramas that I've seen. I mean, I will have to say Shawshank will always be, in my opinion, number one. But I do think Dolores Claiborne is pretty close up there. I think it's better and than Mile. It might actually be. It might actually be better. I mean, I love Green Mile, but if we're sitting down just for just the emotional toll. Yeah. Okay. I um, appreciate that situation, but I, I can't get. Yeah, it. I mean the thing is, I will always love Shawshank. It has a special place in my heart. But Dolores Claiborne, I mean, I haven't seen it in, like so long, and I of course rewatched it. But if you're sitting down and looking at pound for pound, uh, the two female leads, the 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 emotion and the turmoil of that story. I I like Green Mile, but I would have to say I think Dolores Claiborne for pound for pound is a better movie than the Green than the Green Mile. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean that's cool, brother. That's cool. I mean I still love Green Mile, and I still have a lot of uh, love for the movie. But if you for if, if like I said, if we're going for the emotional aspect, Dolores Claiborne is definitely. Hits you harder in the heart than Green Mile. I agree with that. I think I think emotionally, yeah, emotionally, yeah. I think emotionally and thematically, Dolores Claiborne is probably one of King's hardest hitting stories. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. 
But family's difficult, and that's really at the heart. That's what this is about. It's about the challenges we have with our parents and what we can and can't roll with with that and the things that we don't know that our parents did in our youth and the things that they did for us in our youth. It's challenging. It's challenging. It's a tough story. Now, with the emotional side of the way, speaking objectively, I think the fucking story moves about as fast as molasses. Yeah. And that's a big, for me, that's a big, that's a big strike against it. I don't like slogs. I don't like it when things dwell on notes too much. I do, I do like a clip to what I'm doing. Even if something's a slow burn, just because a slow, it's a slow burn doesn't mean it has to be slow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And narratively, that definitely takes a jord away, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Um. But again, like the heavy themes and like just again, King's fearlessness, his unafraid. He is just genuinely unafraid to go there every time with something, yeah. even something as extreme as the themes that are dealt with this with this fucking piece of shit father. Um, and husband, and the things that he does to them. Um, I gotta, I gotta give him credit just for having the guts that he does to speak about these things so plainly in his stories. Um, another big strike in the positive for this movie, objectively, it's actually in fucking Maine. Yeah, well, they they nailed the scenery. They nailed the vibe. They nailed that depressing. The what I call the best. I think when you're dealing in the dark side of filmmaking, whether it be horror or just these really tough themes that are hard to think think about, I think New England is the perfect setting for it because you have what I call as a backdrop oppression by monotony. You don't, you look out over an ocean, you don't see anything particularly that eye-catching or interesting, yet you feel over-fucking-whelmed. Yeah. It's crushing. We live in an area, and King works his stories in an area that visually is just oppressive and feels heavy. You, You don't get that kind of feel in California. You don't get that kind of feel in Colorado. That comes to, it's just this dismal, bleak, this is my life and I have nothing going in front of it. That feeling like permeates Dolores Clable through the exterior cinematography. It's fucking amazing. Um... And I think between that and that, it kind of almost cancels out the just slow pace a little bit. Because what you're seeing is still striking and impressive and cool. And it does touch them fucking brutal points. So all in all, if I'm giving this a score, I would say 3.5 joints out of 5. Not the best, not the worst. But... It's got a lot of strong things going for it, but that pacing just yanks it. So, there you go. I can agree with that. Watching this for the fourth time now, and now that I actually have people, you know, my 
my goombas, you know, to actually to watch this. I have more of an appreciation for this movie than I had previously. I think the cinematography is fucking beautiful. I love the almost visual effects they have with the transition of color, you know, um, even the matte paintings are really impressive, you know, with uh, that component. And I am agreeing with James when it comes to the whole slow burn element. Um, I love a good slow burn, but after a certain point in time, you know, things need to try to just, I mean, puppet master, slow burn. I love the movie to death. But this movie, you know, it moves along and it just feels like it kind of lingers. And the whole bleak element, I completely understand because it just feels like it's just taking long to reach certain points. And yeah, you see some 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 pretty stuff. You see Kathy Bates, you see Jennifer Jason Lee, but it, it almost felt, and I hate to say this word, but there's like certain stagnant, you know, just kind of lumps throughout this movie. But <clears throat> I think it's beautiful, great performances, beautifully shot. And I do have a little more of an appreciation for this movie now. I think watching it with people. Um, I might actually have to go four out of five jorts. Respect it. Uh, I'd probably only give it like three, a solid three. 3.5 was good, James, but maybe a three. I uh, definitely appreciate the film more this time around than the first time I watched it. Uh, I think as you get older, that, you know, the certain elements like the kid, the fucking pedophile shit can, like, stick with you a little more. And the cinematography is really great. That didn't stick out to me as a kid. wasn't even really caring. But, you know, nowadays I care about them things. So I'd give it maybe a three. Because I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But you know, it's better than I thought it, I remembered it being the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? Buddy? Well, I mean, like I said before, uh, it's, I really, I really like it for the fact that you have great performances and it dealt with life, but it's, it was done the only way Stephen King knows how to. Yeah. And and the fact is that you can sit down and, and, and talk about all of these other stuff which have more fantastical or supernatural elements. But in the end, all of his stories are about people and how they react under crisis and, and all that. And this is a time where he's taking out the supernatural elements and just looking at a family in crisis at its bare bones. And as James said... Stephen King has no fear when it comes to writing. And I, I, that is so true because he will say exactly and he, he'll take five, six, seven, eight pages focusing on one specific thing to drive home exactly what he wants the reader to get. And, uh, and actually it's funny because the downfall of it is also, I think, in the long part, a, a a strength of it is the fact it is a slog you get through. Because I think by it being a slog, it makes everything that they're going through that much more 
sad, more painful, and more real. So you think it's life, intentional? Yeah, because life is a slog. Life yeah. sucks. Okay, <laughs> life it, when you go from day to day, it's slow. It's not reality. Preach. So, so I really think that that I mean, if if you were to take a film that the slow pacing and, and almost the slog that you have to go through yeah. as probably the biggest benefit to it is this movie for the fact that it really brings home exactly what these people are going through. And there's no quick easy. This is not a quick easy runtime. You have to sit down and you are stuck in the room with these people for the time. And you feel every fucking moment. Hey, how many George Alex? How many George are you going to give that motherfucker? That's a five out of five for Hawk from the sound. Of it. Pretty like much. It. Pretty much. I mean, the thing is, I mean, as I said, I have to give Shawshank higher just because, you know, I just love that so much. Yeah. But if we're going by just pound for pound, I would say Dolores Claiborne is right up there. Is that a fat joke about Kathy Bates? Pound for pound, you fucking animal. Uh, I wasn't going that way, but hey, if you're watching, I need to say this. If Dolores really wanted to kill her fucking husband when she fell down and you see that baby got back. Oh, no. You could have sat on his head like a pillow. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, he might have enjoyed that a little too much. Either way, he was just a little gone new meaning. Well, yeah, snoo new, snoo new, or whatever the hell it is. Snoo snoo, snoo snoo. Jesse drifted off into the nether void, but she um, set the I envelope. Actually, I can actually oh. proxy a, a little quick mini review from Jesse from the void. Well, for I got all right, I got it too, but I'll let you do it. All I right, wasn't she, writing her off. I wasn't writing oh, her off. Okay, she loved it for George. For George, yeah. For George. Did pretty good. Did pretty good. So this right. might be in the top three. Of, uh, no. No, no. No, never that. Like between um, Shawshank, um, Green Mile, and this. When it comes to the, some of the heavy side of drama. The heavy side drama, yeah. In the, yeah. In I the, mean, the horror I mean, realm of Stephen King, yes, there are many other dramas that come into yeah. play. But I think just within the generational, you know. Yeah. These movies were kind of, you know, almost not too far apart from one another. Wasn't yeah, there? No, we've already, we've already done my top five as far as Stephen King movies go. So, <laughs> no. wasn't, the, wasn't there already another Stephen King film that we agreed that if it wasn't list marketed as a Stephen King movie, it probably would have done better. I think like this is a case like that too, where if this didn't have Stephen King's name on it, it would have been taken a lot better. You know? Yeah, because when absolutely. It, it, yeah, when when you have uh, Stephen King, uh, you automatically have a certain uh, mindset of what you're going to get. Yeah, certain expectations. Yeah, expectation. And the fact is, Dolores Claiborne is definitely not what you expect when you go into a Stephen King movie. Yeah, and especially again, at the time. Yeah, and and especially and the, the fact time. is that's one thing I love about Stephen King is the fact that. You know, he will do some of the greatest horrors and, you know, with Supernatural and, and all that, and then do something like 
Shawshank or this, which is like so grounded in reality that it just, you know, I mean, I remember when I saw Shawshank and someone told me this was Stephen King. It was like, are you serious? I mean, there's no killer clowns. There's there's no vampires. This is in Salem's Lot 3. I mean, what, I mean what's going on? That's the thing about the Academy, if you think about it. There's, you know, uh, Dolores Claiborne, you know, Great Mile, Shawshank, all recognized by the Academy. But they see Stephen King's name. Yeah, he has notoriety. You know, he's a great writer. But I think, you know... You know he, the minute the minute Stephen King gets popped up, it already lost. Yeah. Because he's and, connected horror, and the Academy hates horror. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, here's the funny thing, okay? I saw an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis, okay? And it was funny. Um, someone was asking her about, you know, be, uh, starting out in horror and and, you know going into more mainstream stuff. And her response, I gotta say, I, I love it, was when I was in horror, people uh, kept on asking me, did you feel exploited? Did you, because, I mean, horror is known for exploitation. And she says, I didn't start feeling exploited until I started doing the big budget films. And that's true. It's the truth of it. Yeah, oh, the, and, and uh, I think she said, shit, I forgot what was her, like, I think Trading Places was the first one she did or something, where she had to show a little, you know, a little something, something, because she was playing the prostitute, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and she's like, you know, she that has... Was a big studio back in that movie. Yeah, and she said she has nothing but fond memories and loves the horror movies she did, but she's like... If if anyone gives her crap about you know doing horror, she's like, you know, horror is not exploitive. You got some of the strongest female characters out of horror movies. Yeah, I mean they were doing that before fucking Marvel or anyone else was. That's that's what boggles my mind about the big studio narrative these days. Yeah, that's what it boggles my fucking mind. That yeah. they're sitting there going, we need these strong female characters. And I'm like, we've been doing it with strong female characters since the fucking 70s. Where have you been? Catch up. Yeah. Like, I mean, even even earlier. I mean, yeah, I, I was just going to say, absolutely like, earlier. Fox, Fox, Alan Ladd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like I was game. just saying it got popular in the yeah. 70s. If oh, you yeah. want to even go farther back. Uh, yeah, back to the, the 50s. Black his father Lagoon. did with the swashbuckling movies. And uh, yeah. I forget the fucking female leap, but she was like a... But yeah, strong female characters. You know, I mean, they're rec- some, some are more recognized than others. Yeah. You know, and we go through periods where we forget, you know, who yeah. was there before. And, you know, Kathy Bates. Oh, Kathy Bates. So another thing do every genre as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, another thing is that I think a lot of people forget and can't get the when someone says strong female character strong male, male character whatever it doesn't mean that they have to go in and kick ass. Okay? No. Kathy Bates in this movie is fucking a strong intimidating, tough woman, tough character. And she didn't, I mean, she didn't come in swinging like a, 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 you know, a battle axe and kill like 50 million people. She is 
to me, Dolores Claiborne, the character, yeah, is another character that fits right in the narrative with slasher, the, the best of the slasher final girls, oh, yeah. Laurie Strode, Ellen Ripley, Sarah Connor, um, Alice from Friday the 13th Part 1, Ginny from Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. These people are scared, tested, emotionally challenged. They rise above it. They oh, yeah. find the strength to get what needs to be done. And it's not always necessarily in some kind of unrealistically crazy like She-Hulk, Captain Marvel, God oh. complex way. They yeah. find it through their sh- the strength of their brains. They outsmart the thing in front of them. They do it in a way that makes fucking sense. Exactly. And then you fall in love with the character. Yeah. They, have to, uh, they, have, they mean, go through it. It's it's funny because uh, I remember having this conversation with my mother uh, not too long ago. And one of the things she's always had a problem with is when she's watching the modern films now where they have supposedly the strong woman. And she's, you know... The guy hits her straight in the face, and he she hits him back, and she's like, you know, in reality, I mean, it, it doesn't chin. work that way. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, the thing is that she says that's so unrealistic because pound for pound, the guy hits hits a woman, you know, he's going to do massive damage. What? But if you take a woman, a strong woman, and have her be quick, agile, dodge the the uh, thrusts, you know, uh, kick them and get get them right in the, you know, and and, and that. Right I mean, parts. that is you can how, right how, how you do right the as as the the greatest redneck of yeah. silver of silver bullet would say, right yeah. in the parts, right in the parts, and the nards kick them in the <laughs> no. But, but there's yeah, a lot I mean, of truth to this. I mean, the thing is that, I mean, and and in the end. You know, like with uh, uh, Dolores Claiborne and a lot of others, you know, you have these strong women, they use their minds. They can't, you know, beat the guy up, but they make a plan. They 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 move things around so they can take care of the adversary and, and have him use his, like, strength against him, which is a lot more interesting. And there's just... Again, I can't stress it enough. There's just more depth to the character. They feel more than just snarky. Yeah. They have more to them. Dolores Claiborne is a perfect example of what I would call a perfect, strong female character. Yeah. She rises above it. She's scared. She's in pain. She's dealt, like, some of the toughest blows you can get dealt in a life. Yeah. And... You see her go through this roller coaster of emotions throughout this whole thing. And in the end, when you really think about it, she's almost, she risks it all. Yeah. Like back well, then, at the, in the year of our Lord 1968, when this eclipse happened, if she had been found guilty of something regarding any kind of foul play against her husband, it was capital offense, my friend. She was going to get yeah. put to death. She risked everything yeah. to protect her daughter and herself from this absolute monster. And she didn't do it in, like, some I'm going to go fucking box them. Yeah. She was yeah. like, I'm not going to shoot. She wasn't like, I'm, I'm going to shoot I'm the fade. I'm not going to go, hey, yeah. I'm going to She was like, I'm going to shoot the fade, man. No, she fucking made a plan. 
she figured out a way to make it convincingly look like he, he killed himself on accident, and she executed it. And you know what? That is a good, strong female character. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah, right. Smart. Smart. Meditated all the way. Plus, also so in, the, the th- in the book, yeah. though, real quick, before I get... Uh, how does he actually die? Does he break his neck or something falling in? Does he starve to death after a while? Oh, no. he's uh, it, It's much more drawn out in the book. He's, like, calling out from the hole for days. Okay. And then one day he stops. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Took a nap. All right. But, but go for it. Also, also, to add on to that, I mean, she also is strong enough that when her daughter's going after her and telling her how awful she is, I mean, she doesn't, you know, go go and say, Shatter her reality. Oh, you, don't you remember what he did to you? I mean, which is like, you know, some people's first response is like, right. hey, this this is what happened. And she, she, she knew that it would, you know, devastate it, bring up these memories. That ultimately is the biggest strength of Dolores Claiborne as yeah. a character, as a strong female character, is the stoicism. Oh, yeah. Is the ability right. to take it. Yeah, because she's still coming from a place of love, understanding, and compassion for her daughter, no matter how awful her daughter is to her, yeah. deservedly, quote unquote, or not. Yeah, she I... still takes it to protect her. That's strength. That's yeah. real strength. That's not this perceived fucking nonsense we get in most movies these days. That is real strength. Oh yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Strong mother, strong mom. Strong mom. strong mom. That's a New England mom right there. That's what that is. Super mom. Mm. Yeah, it it was it was good times. It was. I didn't remember the daughter stuff that much from the first round when I was younger, but yeah, it was definitely. I watched it again before here. I watched it earlier today before fucking rolling out like a professional. And uh, I didn't remember it being... I definitely liked it more this time around. Sure. Mm. It's a more of a mature fucking Stephon King. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah sure. It's 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 I mean, one I mean. that will, you know, definitely just... If you go and watch this, you're going to have a lot of serious feelings and thoughts in your head for quite a bit a while after. It's going to haunt you, no it, matter what. No matter what, whether you think it was too long, too short, or you liked it or didn't like it, if you think about it just a little bit, it's gonna haunt you. Yeah. Did that the 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 hand going into the coat or it, uh, fucking uh, like uh, that's more effective than like almost if you've seen like if you've seen his hand the, the whole thing or butt or something yeah. like that like there's just like. It's like, damn. And we didn't have audio. The audio is just fucking as horrifying. It makes it so much worse. Yeah, it makes it so, so much it's, worse. It's really something. Yeah, it's really a whole different realm of horror. It could be quite possibly the most horrifying thing ever put on a Stephen King screen. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I, a lot of people just immediately kind of displace it and put it straight in a drama, which it is. Yeah. But I'm like, there's, there's enough horror here. There's horror. Oh. I mean, I a lot mean, of horror I, in this story. Yeah, th- this, this. I mean, it, it's like I, I always say, uh, Stephen King's horror, while does have supernatural elements, the real horror always translates to human horror, the human monsters. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. And if that's one of the best pleasure. lessons I learned as a writer from Mr. King, it's that. That the real monster, when it all comes back to it, will always be a human being. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. It's been deadly here at the Dead Kids of Derry. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, it was, this was a good, this was a good watch. You know what I mean? Hopefully the format's fitting. And, uh, we have no issue and it'll be glorious. Be very glorious stuff. But yeah. Definitely, I think everybody's got the thumbs up on this one. I was curious to see where we were going to fall with this as a group, as a full-packed den of dead kid, where we'd fall with uh, this. But I, everybody's fucking was digging it, so it must be a beautiful thing. So if you have been sleeping on it as a Stephen King fan out there, definitely go check it out. It's one, one to check out. But, yeah, there are some serious moments in there, so prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Show. Plus, James, I came this close to wearing the same shirt. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> oh, the Day of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shirt. You got the orange one, too? Yeah. Yeah. Good man. Look at that. Orange is good. Good color. Wow. No wow. sleeves. Way better. Way better than the black one, in my opinion. Yeah. No, Bill, it's you kind of. Yeah. Wait, well, I, you know, I definitely get that one. The fucking the wild colors. Billy, I Billy blew him with the sleeves. I just reminded me you don't, you never have sleeves, Billy. You take no. them all off. Your sleeves allowed into the party. I, I, here's a great example. Today, I just bought, uh, ordered from Cavity Colors. Yeah, um, a new Critters shirt. I realize I only have one. I can't wait till this one comes in. Second, it comes in. I'm getting the scissors out and cutting, cutting the fucking sleeves off. I respect it. Mother does like seeing me in sleeves. So if I have to dress up, go to family events, I always wear sleeves. I I like committing to the look though. I appreciate I, it. It's that's like, very it's your that's your thing. I love that. Billy Coin the sleeveless shirt is a Billy Coin thing. I dig my mother it. Mother fucking hates it though. But... That's punk rock. That's why you do it. My mom what hates a lot of things I do. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I lost my fingerless gloves because I would have them on. I try to have those on as much as I can. Make a new pair out of the sleeves. There you go. Make yeah. use. Make a big caterpillar out of the sleeves. Save them up. Do something with them. Make a cat or puppy from house. Cat or puppy. Yeah, that'd be good for you. We could. It could be the mascot of the show, Bill. We could always have it in the in the lower frame of you, right there, right next to you. Right in your arm. Have your arm right around him. Well, Dolores has left, so it's only feels right that we should leave too. Jesse's left as well. Maybe that there's something going on. All the females have left the show. Scary. Goddamn sausage festival in here. Today. Just gonna fucking say that. Well, before I say it, I'll bring us out. We'll catch y'all on the next episode of the Dead Kids of Derry. All the dead kids. I'm 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 I'm